Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C., the Gaptooth Genius, and I'm honored to bring to you the 87th episode of the... Shoot that shit. All right. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C., the Gaptooth Genius, and we are back for another episode here with the 87th episode of the Shooting the Shit Podcast. I am your host, creator, founder of the STS Podcast, and I am here with our producer, who's been joining us the last few episodes on this exclusive audio, Virus C. Loco. What up? Hi. Good morning. Morning. God damn, I picked you up at 7 o'clock in the morning. We out here. Yeah. Appreciate you, my guy, for coming on, like always. Um, we got some great numbers last week, man. So, you know what? I think you might have to be a regular on your virus. Well, you know, when you're in the presence of greatness, great things happen. Definitely. Talking about the dogs outside. Oh. I, yeah, you know. Those motherfucking dogs get my nerves. Goddamn dogs. So, episode 86, we have my guy Rob on. We are talking about the end. It's called The Old Too Off The Fly. Appreciate everybody tuning in and watching it. The numbers on the Instagram views were awesome. Actually, uh, you need to get the action on YouTube. Goddamn, I'm lagging it. But having my guy Rob on here just to give the Off The Fly podcast that exit that it deserved. Um, I think people really, really loved it and they, um, they enjoyed it. It was it sucked recording it. Really hated it, uh, ending that podcast. But I know it's time for bigger and better things. And that's what we're doing here at the STS Podcast. Um, let's see what's going on this week, man. We got a new sponsor of ours, Pure One Imports. Pure One Imports. And I threw my phone on the goddamn ground. I forgot all his contact information. So I'm going to do that right now. I want to let you run it right now, though. How do you feeling today? I'm good. You know what I'm saying, man? I'm going to pick up his phone. Pure One Imports. Uh, they have water slides. They have jumpy jumpies. Jumpy house. What is it called? The jump house? Excuse me, Juan. I'm not too familiar. Actually, Pure One, Pure One Imports... It's fucking hot as fuck in the field right now. It's like 100 degrees outside. It is hot. And he has top-of-the-line premium water slides, jumpers. If you guys need that, Pure One Imports. Pure One, Y-U-A-M, Imports on Instagram. He's our new sponsor here at the STS Podcast. And if you book the water slider jumper between the weekend, that's Friday through Sunday, you're going to get $15 off when you mention the STS Podcast. So, again... Really, really happy to welcome Juan here to the um, STS Podcast as a sponsor. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at STS Podcast 661. We're going to have exclusive news, exclusive clips this week. And, man, if you listen to the audio, that means you're listening to either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find your favorite podcast. I promise you the STS Podcast is going to be on there. And, hey, you never know. We might be your new favorite podcast with Virus and I. And returning listeners. Listeners, thank you for coming back to the show. Nothing without you guys. The numbers aren't going up if you're not coming back. So we do have a lot of returning listeners and new listeners. I'm sure um, you guys are tuning in here. We got Eric Huggins from Night's Watch Private Security as our special guest today. It was a cool little long interview. A little fucking too long. But that was, you know, that's, you know, when we're talking about businesses, we're talking about passions and whatnot, we tend to just keep the goddamn thing going and going and going. But I hope you guys tune into that. It was a little hard to get on the video segments, but we do have the full audio interview here today on episode 87. Again, our special guest is going to be Eric Huggins of the Night 
Cat's Watch Private Security. And I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Coco Globe. I am. This is going to be a spring tanning specialist here located in Bakersfield, California. Actually, I want to fucking put these commercials in the middle of that interview. But let's just give a big quick shout out to the sponsors, Coco Globe by M. Make sure you guys contact her. Get two spray tans and get the third one for free. So when you get your first two spray tans, you're going to get a third spray tan absolutely free when you mention the STS podcast. Monkey Small Check and Repair. You mention the STS podcast and go to 1331 East Truxton Avenue here in Bakersfield, California. You're going to get $5 off your small check. Just Snap It Photo Booth. Contact them. Instagram.com. Just Snap It Underscore. Mention the podcast. You can get $100 off. Captain G Soul Food. I know we all love some good home-cooked meals here, and that's what they got here at the Captain G Soul Food at 1201 Chester Avenue. Mention the STS Podcast and get 10% off your entire purchase today. And I want to give a big shout to the sponsors. We're nothing without you guys, man. The podcast isn't moving. The numbers are moving without the sponsors. So this is going to be episode 87 and let's get into it. it's fucking early in the morning i'm tired you just got done working eight hour shift shout out to virus local working at overnight shift and we can just jump into the highland run we lost last night you guys lost we lost 72 to 59 to who to sierra middle school or sierra high school where's that at? in fresno oh, um they you said lost the first yeah, dude. Hey, they were number two <clears throat> seed with intensity. They had 18 games under the belt. We only had five, six Why games. They because they didn't, you have to remember, up north, their COVID restrictions weren't as strict as us down here. Oh. And we had, you know, our season stopped for two weeks, too. We lost about four games there. So we only had six games going into it. Um, that's kind of the way it rolls this year for the playoffs. And... Uh, Highland Scott's boys, our season ended yesterday. Wish I would have caught the game. Uh, we had a reschedule. We had a conflict scheduled there. I think it was supposed to be on Friday. I was in there. But then, you know, it is what Saturdays. Had a gig and um, had to miss it. But, man, we won 61-59 on Wednesday against Caruthers. Have you ever been to fucking Caruthers, California? I never knew such thing. Oh, my God. It's, fucking, it's a little fucking road here. by. It's up north. I can't even tell you where it's at, dude. It's... um. By the 41, I guess. It's like if you miss that turn, you miss that shit. <laughs> you, it's a little fucking town, man. But you know what? They had a baller. I want to give him a shout out, too. I don't think he ever listened, but Jordan Johnson. Jordan Johnson, balling. He, he was putting, he averaged 26 points this year. So to see him um, ball out against us, it was, you know, when you have a shooter like that who can score at will. It's hard to stop, but we overcame it. We you guys won. beat Jordan Johnson? We beat Jordan Johnson 69-59. Uh, Let me tell you a story. This is no shit. This isn't a podcast fabricated story. And before the game, you know, and he's the only thing called I'm going to be 100. He's the only black guy on the team. So I see this black kid in the Caruthers jersey. I'm like, hey, man, you Jordan Johnson? Yeah. I've watched a lot of film on you. Are you a senior? Yeah. It's going to be your last game as a high schooler, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, my guy. I'm just showing you love, bro. I'm like, hey, you got numbers, man. Respect it. Good luck tonight. You told but him that. I told him that. I'm dick. I am a dick, bro. But it's, you know, it's, it's oh, playoff man. time. It's all love and war right here. Our players play well. Shout out to Ivan, man. Shout out to Timothy Baker. Uh, Mace had some good minutes. Elijah had a good run there. Uh, who made? You guys have a tight crane. No, we don't, man. To be honest, with you. we play as a cohesive group. It's all unit. We have a. It's like a. It's man. a system that we're running right now. What are um, battles? I hope you guys. You know what, my guy Mace. I, don't, I hope like I said, he dislocated his shoulder yesterday. 
So prayers to Mace, man. I hope you feel better, my guy. They said that shit was dangling. Um, my guy, I only got hit in the eye out the first quarter. So I think if we do, I'm not saying if they, we had them in there. I have to look at the film. We had two of our guys out. So we to lose by fucking 13 points, 12 points isn't the worst thing in the world. The future is bright at Highland, the land, the Scotsway. So shout out to y'all. I was honored to be here that some this um this year. Uh, let's see what happens in the future for sure. I thought you guys play Saint Francis. Dang. No, that we didn't play Saint Francis. Um, I would have played Saint Francis. But you know who needs to play Saint Francis? Who needs yeah. some miracles? This is WWE roster. They need yeah, a miracle to stay on. So we got the news I sent to you. They released Braun Strowman. They released yes. Murphy. They released um who uh Ruby Riot. Me and Big Sal were talking about that yesterday. They should bring Braun in as a heel, like off top, not a baby face. He doesn't have it. Braun Strowman? Yeah. He's never. He should have never been a baby face. You're right. That's a big side. That baby. guy is an athletic cat. For being his size. He's a fucking mammoth. He's a. He's one of the. He's special. That's what I know. That's what Vince likes. Um, but can you really blame WWE for making budget cuts? Though, doesn't isn't that part of the business? Yeah, but you don't get rid of people like that. Like, but maybe you know how it is. You got to strike when the iron's hot, yeah. and that's happened like with Fastlane when he was fighting when he lost against Brock Lesnar, and they didn't pull the trigger. That's when they should have pulled the trigger and made him that elite champion. Yeah, but Braun still puts asses in the seats. Does he? I think. So. I don't know. You know what? Beyond, but we haven't had asses in the seats right. for like a year. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but if he was, I mean. I like him. It was probably the big. That was one of the most shocking releases in a long time. I don't understand it. Like, what? Like fucking send in, send MVP home. Fuck him. MVP. You know I'm gonna give MVP his due because he at least he's he's doing his job. He's he's speaking. Yeah, he's that, that mouthpiece. Was, that's stupid though. If you guys can't speak, then you shouldn't even come around. Like, one guy here and there, I get it, but. But I think, sucks and now. you just see the history of wrestling. You don't all you. That's why they have the managers to get those guys who are graying the ring and just have those little sparks to speak for them. That's why I'm like watching old wrestling. I'm like, how come these people can talk for themselves and now? It's like, yeah, nobody has it. Oh man, it's different times, man. Um, I, I don't know. Braun St- Braun Strowman was probably the, the most shocking, the most disappointing. The guy who I thought never really got a shot and. It was right there handed to them was Aleister Black. Yeah, that was bullshit. He's a great fucking athlete. They do nothing with him. He had that aura around him like, oh, I want to see what the fuck he's going to do tonight. And his, remember his, his his entrance, him rising from mm-hmm. the little... He, they could, I'm not saying make him an undertaker or make him a oh, mystical but... creature, but this guy could be one of those psychological guys. Like He could be a Jake the Snake. Not on the mic, but just, get he, just fucking with you mind games. He's a good worker, I thought. I thought he was a great worker, too. Um, Lana, she was, I'm not saying she's a great wrestler, but she is eye candy. Men love her. And you want that, I think you want that demographic still looking at your product. Yeah, but today's things for kids and shit. I think the writing was on the wall too once Rusev went to AEW. She'll be in AEW. I think it's almost certain she'll be there. Um, Another one I was really um, disappointed with, Murphy. 
Yeah. Buddy Murphy, that was a guy who can move. He, he's a great worker. Maybe not the best in the ring, but they dropped the ball on him too. I don't see how they have these athletes, and you guys can't figure out what to do with but them. That's the writer's fault right there. So you, they, should get rid of the, they, should, they should get rid of the writers. Mm-hmm. Or they should open the thing for one day and have the fans come in and dictate that shit. Because what they're doing is... I heard what it they sucks. do too. I'm not. I'm not in. We're not in on the whole, you know, WWE thing. But you know, back in the day, they used to work. They. This is the end goal. Now, how do we get there? Let's work backwards. Like six months in advance. Mm-hmm. They don't do that no more. They're doing everything. Man, they should set that shit. They should drag on. Remember that. But the intention span. But my thing is, you have so much content. Why can't we do that now? Because they do it in stupid ways. Like I think they look at the numbers and they see that. This like what they did with uh, what's his name? Well, Rusev and mm-hmm. Lashley, like they carry that shit forever. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. That whole wedding angle was the fucking. It's probably better on paper. It is. I don't know. And you I, and I, I'm glad we never blamed the the, the athletes because well, they're it's just they're doing what they're told. They're just the actors handed the script mm-hmm. like, hey, do what you do. And it's not like the old days where you can just stand your ground like, no, I'm not gonna. You can't be Brian Pillman. Yeah, definitely. It was Ruby Riot's a good worker too. She was a little, she was different. I didn't watch a lot of her work, but I always enjoyed her, the way she was presented. Mm-hmm. She was different. She didn't look like everybody else. Blonde hair, super, you know, cute broad. She was different. She was. I'm calling her ugly you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But she was against the grain. How about that? She's yeah. She looked like she walks in the streets with no socks on. In like middle of June and shit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it was disappointing, Matt. Like I, I hope to see. Do I want to see all these guys in? Um, Shinsuke's gonna be next. I wish Shinsuke could get released. Shinsuke needs to go back to New Japan or AEW, where he's a fucking superstar and treated like a superstar. They dropped the ball on him. They dropped the ball on Ricochet. They dropped the ball on Shinsuke, Strowman. Alistair Black. Look at it continue dropping the ball. Alistair Black, like, I don't understand. Like, when he came here, when we were with Donuts and then, I was like, look at this fucking guy. He's over. And you know what? Yeah. What's crazy is right now, they're the least successful on with their storylines, mm-hmm. but they're making the most profit ever. How? Merch? Peacock deals. Remember, Peacock has them exclusively now. There's no way to watch them unless you have Peacock. They're selling out now. It's corporate. Used to be about the fans. It's not about it anymore, man. That's when they used to have house shows. That house shows were mm-hmm. the the money generators. That's how we make our money. It's not like that anymore, sadly. That sucks. It sucks, man. And um, yeah. and they usually say this is just the rumors that are going around. They're cutting costs because I guess when you sell, you want to cut costs to maximize your profit to show your buyer they how much money you could potentially make and how much they how much this is worth. So they're talking about. Rumors. I don't see this happening with Vince Alive. NBC might buy WWE. Fox might buy WWE. And then you think it's bad now. Wait till they get a hold of this shit. This way. But maybe, you know what? Maybe they make Triple H a commissioner of WWE. Or they make yeah, him. They'll figure out a way to fuck it up. Because you can have them there. But Vince is the fucking man behind the whole thing. It's a one person. That's what, another thing too. I it's hate saying it. It's a one person it. show. But it's a one person show. They're just added to it. Mm-hmm. Do you think we need a commissioner in WWE? No. 
Who should so should Vince be on TV making these he matches? He should be making more like appearances and shit like he used to. He's old though. He's seventy five. <laughs> he can still do it. What the fuck you going for the gym for if you ain't gonna show it out? Just come outside, do something. I think they need an authority figure. Maybe Vince should be the authority <clears throat> figure again. Um, what? I think AE, I think everybody should like who makes like I think my thing if we're gonna make this a real thing and you know blur the lines of reality who makes the matches who approves the matches who do these wrestlers go to in storyline when they have a problem with the fucking with their issues they should tell or they should have a sit down with Jim Cornette and bring that motherfucker back in because the shit he talks about is it's on point like he's like how do you guys know yeah he knows yeah. The shit he talks about, it's 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 horrible. And he points so, it out, I'm like he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff he said, the way he says it, kind of rubs people the wrong way. But essentially, he's right about a lot of these things. If not Vince, then him. I take him over Triple H and Stephanie to run the show. If it was up to me, who? What's what's getting? We're in the podcasting world. Well, who do you? If you had a round table to say, how do we fix this? Who do you put at that round table? Jim, Chris Pitcher. I think. JR. JR, but you know what I know? JR doesn't like, he's never going to accept the new style. Yeah. I think that's the only thing bad about Jim Ross. And it's horrible to say, but the new style is kind of, it's going to it's gonna be here to stay. I think it's going to be a sleeper pick. Not even Jim Ross, because I, I grew up on him, but you got to have some commentating thing too. like Someone who knows. Yeah, like Michael Cole, he's like, he's cool, but. I would love to have Bubba Ray Dudley on my squad. Bubba Ray, yeah. Bubba Ray I have, he, has a, he has a wrestling show I listen to all the time. Motherfucker's smart. Him mm-hmm. and Mark Henry and Dave Lil Greco, they have like a, I think it's called Busted Open Radio. Those guys are fucking smart. Who was it? Was it Mark Henry? Yeah, he did go to AEW. Yeah, he's AEW right now too. And then, you know, <clears throat> on, um, Andrade, El, okay, we'll just say it. Fucking Andrade the Idol, he just showed up too. And let's see what happens with that. Another and people are saying like you know oh they're gonna get all WWE castoffs. See, my thing is how like do they expect to just release him and go to AEW? Yeah, I think that they know what's happening. Like he's a but stud. Not, yeah, but that sucks. I don't think they see AEW as competition though. Honestly, all so, oh, you cut and then they go oh we're gonna go to AEW. Well, what about the guys already at AEW? It, that weren't with WWE. Now they get fucking yeah. Shit, like, that's what's that's now they're making Rampage and they have two shows already. They have um, AEW Dark and AEW Elevation. So now it's just gonna be another fucking WWE. Another TNA just full of castoffs. Yeah, like if they could find a way to intertwine these stars that they made, like Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, things like people like yeah, that. Jungle Boy. He's and then let me tell you guys too, Jungle Boy won the Battle Royale, right? Biggest fucking win of his life. And AEW, you know what they do to him the next week? Put him in a tag team match. Damn. Like, bro, why do you slow down the momentum of the of this new star you try to build? <laughs> Jungle Boy's And put him in a fucking tag team. That's not the way you do it. Make him look strong and make the people think, oh, fuck, one day he could fuck with Kenny Omega. If we're going to have Omega as our champion. They're fucking with him too, I think. With Kenny Omega? I think so. Well, they will eventually. I think I love the way he's an he's the Impact Champion. He's the AAA Champion. The man is everywhere right now. Yeah. You gotta give him props. People forget Impact that. Impact and AEW, they should do a big old fucking thing. When was the last time we've ever had 
that interpromotional shit going on. It's been so oh, long. Man. People should be more accepting of that. Like at least it's happening. At least yeah. New Japan's coming on AEW now. That's tight. Because the only the only um mainstream company for so long was WWE. They didn't do they did that shit back in the day. ECW. They had um um and some NWA got NWA guys coming at the time back in ninety seven, ninety six when they needed some new blood. But they stopped doing that shit, you know what I mean? So now AEW's gonna come in here and bring the guys from Impact over. Like, Luke and Gallows is on fucking AEW every week, and those are Impact guys. Gallows is on Yeah, dude, they're on Impact right now. I forgot about Damn. Yeah, they're on Impact. So, things like that. And then Brian Cage. Who's, man, you, remember, you know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. Most disappointing signing so overhyped. He's so green, dude. I mm-hmm. I look at his work and I I was sold too on on Brian Cage. He's crying his name. That's about it. I just don't like him, dude. I remember he was Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. He was the man. He was the machine. But they need to take that FTW belt off of him. It means fucking nothing. That's some ECW callback bullshit. Like get get over that shit already. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the FTW. I hate belts that don't mean anything. We already have mm-hmm. enough of those. Um, who else had a good outing this week? It was double, double or nothing. Um, Sting actually, Sting, Sting yeah, Sting got carried, but it's cool to see him back in the ring. So how come he can wrestle over there where he couldn't over here? They're take, I think they're taking the risk. <laughs> fuck it. I think yeah, it's a fucking thing. He's taking the risk too. For that home, fuck it. Sixty three. He wanted to go on his own terms, but it's cool to see him building with new talent. The thing I like about AEW, man, like, if you seen, remember the, the Raw reunions? They're mm-hmm. shitting on all their legends. They're making comedy acts of them. At yeah. least with AEW, we're going to get a serious tone with them. They mean something, you know? Like, they're not being treated like fucking just garbage. And, Comedies. Yeah. And Mark Henry, I don't need Mark Henry in the ring. I just need his brain. And I think that's what he said he's bringing. He's going to be an executive. Everybody's a fucking executive. Over oh, there, yeah. You know who I can't stand? I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I don't even know if you will fucking watch wrestling on this fucking podcast, but the Young Bucks. They're such fucking marks, dude. It fucking pisses me off. You know, it's cool to be a mark, but to show the world that you're a fucking mark and you're making fun of it, they do a lot of old shit. They'll do the Hogan rip shirt off and they yeah. do the, the Hogan stances. The first time I seen him wrestle, I was like, oh, these guys ain't half bad. But as it went on, I was like, yeah. And they know they can do what the fuck they want because they're executives. And it's they're such marks for the fucking game. You could tell they want they waited their whole life for this shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like no one they could never do that shit. WWE. No wonder why they didn't sign. Like they they could, they would never let them run amok. They're make making a mockery of the business, honestly, in their own way. But people love it. Say the Vince Russo's other ring and shit. Yeah, but they're at least they do have some skill though. Not they have some fucking skill. I'm not saying they don't. What happened? Where is he? Oh, he don't bring him in. Yeah, here. please don't bring him in. Jim Cornette <laughs> fucking have a fucking heart attack. It's just wrestling. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's been about wrestling my whole life. Hey, today, they, they went, his, today it came up with a new podcast this morning. His, um, his host told him, well, we should watch because Impact's on, not Impact, uh, Dynamite's on Friday for the next couple of weeks because of the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's like, we should watch SmackDown and... Dynamite. He's like, now why would I do that? He's like, because you love pro wrestling. Exactly. I love pro wrestling too much to watch that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It was so funny. And then this one said he's been having some email problems, right? I guess they transferred his his old GoDaddy.com. They transferred over to Microsoft. He doesn't know that. He's an old guy, right? He's like, 
I needed to get away. I was getting, I was getting heart conf- uh, heart contusions, like heart pain. The last time I had one of those, I was in the fucking creative room. I needed to get out of here. <laughs> fucking, I was like, I, he's like, I had fucking flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny guy, dude. Funny guy. What's well, not so funny, man? I don't know if you know who um, tennis star. Um, I believe her name is Heidi. I'm sorry, Heidi Naomi. Osaka. Have you heard of Naomi Osaka? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she um just, I think she just withdrew from the French Open. Let me just confirm that. Yeah, cause she didn't want to do the press. She didn't want to do the press run due to her anxiety. And she uh-huh. got fined like fifteen. What was like fifteen? Fifteen thousand dollars. Cause she didn't want to go speak in front of people. She didn't want. Sure thing is, she gets anxiety during these press conferences. And a lot of these athletes, you know, are mandated to do that. It's part of the contract. It's part of the game. Mm. Um, you have to have these media runs. So she's saying that, you know, this anxiety. And she put a whole statement out. We're not going to even paraphrase it. I can't, I can't even. I don't even really remember that. But, it, you know, she's a young woman. Is it a time that we really take a look at that? And be like, hey, maybe, maybe these athletes are really suffering from anxiety. And yeah, it's, bro, that's a part of the game, though. If you guys hear this guy in the background, that's fucking Cabal. He loves to fucking... Just fuck up a good time. He loves fucking up a good I time. Stand that much. If you guys see me on the news for killing somebody, it's probably going to be Cabal. It's supposed to be his jail for animal <laughs> endangerment. Dog. What are you in for, dog? Murder? Who you killed? Dog? Did you hear the door <laughs> knock, though? Huh? Did you hear someone knock on the door? No. Oh, I thought I heard that. That's why I thought he was yelling. Uh, no. It's but, too um, fucking early. It's 8.15 in the morning. Good God. Yeah. But so Naomi, and she, I think she's bringing a lot of spotlight now on the mental health of these athletes. Yeah, I know they're getting... A lot of these motherfuckers are using that now as a... It's like a trend thing. Like a cop-out, maybe? I had a cop-out, but all of a sudden, everybody has this shit. Don't we all have it, though? I think we all do to a degree, but the way pe- like there's people who say they have it and they don't have it. At least that's a fair they thought, or they say they do. No, there's some people who don't. Re- they have just want to say it. It's like a fucking filler. It's to say like just to write a sentence. And shit. Mm-hmm. Like my own anxiety, but you're able to go to the fucking club every night and shit. Anxiety, but you're able. No. That's where I get a lot of people who say they're well. They, um, how do you say you're? You're an introvert, right? Mm-hmm. You you stay away from people. You don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. But you go to you go clubbing though. That's why they're full of shit. You could go social media posting, showing half your ass. That's why they're full. I'm anti-social, and that's yeah, and- why virus people like Virus C Loco can't get the proper help because these motherfuckers come in and say all this shit. I never understood that about society. How you anti-social plus see you clubbing and see you out here doing your thing, which is cool, do your thing, but mm-hmm. don't say you're anti-social when you get and caught up or you're fucking yeah. put on blast that you're not a good person. And then you tell them something, they right away, oh, you're making fun of me. And then they get all hyped up and the little friend, here come the little friends supporting them. Like, oh, you could be anti-social and still go to a club. Bullshit. You I can't think, have anxiety. That's why virus don't go to a fucking club. Because you have anxiety problems. You I'm have introvert. I can't be around people like that. I'm fucked up. And you're paranoid. Yeah. That's that's then that's from your that stems from your mental health, right? Exactly. So then that people that's why I, I mean, we're not putting you on blast, but just an example of. That's why people. I'm not saying you're doing it the right way, but that's. 
because I really had this. You really shit. have you. you and, and I'm not backing you. I'm, I'm backing you up, but I'm telling the truth. You don't go to the club. You can't be around a lot of people because you just don't. You, you get uncomfortable. You can't function. That's why people are full of shit, and that's why people like me don't get help. That's why everything is like. Did, is that kind of like the Joker? Like you know how like budget cuts. Like hey, we're not gonna. You know we're not getting the money that's. Yeah. We're allocated exactly So we're getting is. your shit cut off Good luck finding something uh-huh. else Cause these fuckers now Everybody's all Depressed You know all, Yeah whatever you, They fucking Be promiscuous But they're depressed so they, Get the fuck out of here So Naomi though So you think she should be off, You think she should be forced To answer these questions Even though she Is if suffering she from anxiety she, If she knows she has that problem She should get help But you signed the contract You should know what comes With that contract You're gonna be in front Of a lot of people yeah, you, you, you got to prepare. You got to do something. I think now you can't speak out about it. Oh, mental health is to get out of a contract. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I think they're finding her 15000 every time she doesn't come on. And that's the part of the deal. That sucks. If she really has that problem, sorry. but. And I think she's a professional. So I think in, as a professional, you sign up to do this. You're obligated at that point. You know, yeah. I think people need to understand that too. I know she's. I know what she's I know saying. I know coming from. Like I get it, but you signed the contract. Mm-hmm. This is professional shit. You can't just be like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get fined. Yeah. Don't, don't you got paid. For, you're getting paid for you're swell paid. for this shit yeah. too. Don't get mad if you get fined. You're not gonna. You can't use the mental health thing. I wish you could. It's not going to work. And all these athletes, NBA players, they don't show all of it. You know, they all have to go to the media room. They all have to answer questions at the end of the game, before mm-hmm. the game. And it's probably an exhausting process. But That's as a professional athlete, it. you know what you're getting yourself into. This That's is part of it. This right? is part of the game. Um, yeah. It just sucks. But I am glad she's bringing some spotlight on it. But I think you're right. She needs to go get help then. If she's going to take this time off. Let's go find help for you. You got to find a, a a coping skill. You got to set a boundary. You got to be. And that's I think people are giving her a lot, a lot of props about too. She's setting boundaries now with the media, because you know what too. But remember too, the media can hassle you. Yeah. The media loves to hassle these athletes, and maybe she's so young, she hasn't been, she's not seasoned yet to figure out how to fight, not fight back, but. Not be so take everything personal. And she needs to change her agent then, or find a new profession. Yep, because you sign the con- once you sign the contract, nobody's gonna help you. And I do think I think another and thing people are really not understanding. She's making a sacrifice in her career too. We gotta give her that by withdrawing from this fucking tournament. Which I don't know. I'm not a fucking expert yeah, but on tennis. It's not really, a, I mean, she is sacrificing her accolades. I think. Yeah, but there's a fucking another one waiting to come up to take her spot. Definitely. Speaking of another one taking your spot, August twenty first, Manny Pacquiao's gonna fight Errol Spence. You know Errol Spence is. Mm-mm. Okay, he's an undefeated fighter. He's the one that. I see. This is crazy. We know the bad shit about athletes. Remember that guy who was a DUI who fucking flipped his car three or four times in the middle of Miami. And he came out of it fucking scot free with a broken jaw. Mm, I gotta see it again. Yeah, I don't have it right now on me, but so Errol Spence, he's I think he's. Let me just confirm. I hate throwing his stats out there, and I fucking have a laptop in front of me. And then you know who Manny Pacquiao is, right? You gotta know who Manny Pacman is. He got knocked out 
And then he wake up like 10 minutes. <laughs> in the fucking middle of a fucking presidential Man. election. Remember Mitt Romney was in the front? That shit was so cool. Fucking f- oh man I mean I've seen people Knocked out before But He was 20 Errol Spence 27 and 0 South Paul They call him the truth He's a, one of the best fighters In the world He's probably a top 7 fighter And Manny Pacquiao Is going to go fight him In Vegas On the 21st of August When's the last time he fought? Um, Actually he fought Let me see The last time Manny Pacquiao fought Let's see here Manny Pacquiao last fought Keith Thurman in 2019 July 20th It's going to be about two About 25 month layoff That's a long layoff Did he win? He won And Thurman was actually 29-0 at the time He took He took You know Thurman's 0 So let's see what happens This is a big fight for for Spence I think it's going to put Spence on the map But if Manny Pacquiao could pull this off I think he's a top 5 fighter and I know he lost to Pat Marquez. I know he lost to Mayweather, but he's beating motherfuckers who in their prime still at this. Errol Spence is a top tier. You know those ABC fighters? He's above an A fighter. He's an elite fighter. If Manny Pacquiao could beat this man, it's this is the one of the biggest sporting win. I think biggest biggest boxing victories ever. Just because if you, I have to show you some fights with Spence. Spence is the motherfucking dog. He's one of those guys. He he um, he's a counter he's a counter puncher. You gotta make it. He, he waits for you to make the mistake, then he fucking attacks. And he got. He's just so spot on. He's so accurate. He's, he has like pinpoint precision. He's a great athlete. He's a good boxer. Great boxer. So for Manny Pacquiao, his age, 42 years old, to fucking go in the ring, I'm all for it, dude. That's why I love Manny, too. He's not scared to fight anybody. He'll fight fucking anybody you put him in front of. He's from that. He got that Filipino blood and those motherfuckers <laughs> fighting. They've been fighting to get out since they were six years old. And they shit. came out by out the womb and shit. And sandals and shit made out of fucking bamboo and cardboard. Yeah, but. definitely. <laughs> Hitting back. Man, I mean. Hey, dude, Manny Pacquiao has like 20 people. Manny Pacquiao has like 20 people in his circle he has to take care of. That motherfucker. See, that's done. Fuck that. I mean, I may get five, six people. Maybe. And they're with them everywhere. You got Nikki fronts the bill on all that shit. You gotta feed twenty motherfuckers in and out every day. People, it's like, why would you do that? This bro? guy rolls like a rapper. He rolls like <laughs> he was rolling before. You don't need it though. Like he can whoop motherfuckers' asses if you try him. But... Right? You gotta think his financial advisors with him, his managers, his trainers. That's not even his posse. And they're all draining them. Draining them, dude. So sad to see. He has a wife, kids, and shit. Does he do anything else other than boxing? He's a senator, actually, for the Philippines. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh he good, then. Never mind. He's a fucking senator, dude. Damn. Love Manny Pacquiao, though, man. But it's cool to see motherfuckers. You know how this nostalgia? Nostalgia is a crazy thing. And just to see him still putting the work to get... But 20 people... <laughs> Dude, you don't much with Mike Tyson and all that exactly, shit. Exactly, just what Tyson was doing. But they all do it, virus. I don't understand that. And I think they have that mind state of you can't, you can't turn your back on people oh, who no. start with you. Oh, I learned that lesson right here in uh, rehab, <laughs> and uh, yeah, all that bullshit that goes right out the window. Yeah, definitely. I'm learning that bullshit now as we speak. I mean, I'm taking Big Sada with me. You know, Big Sada go everywhere. Shout out to Big Sada. But 20 people I don't even know 20 people well enough. I don't even trust 20 people <laughs> To bring around Every fucking I can't be around The same person for tw- Like the same 20 people All the time And, and what are they doing They just over here Fucking sucking All your accolades It's just yeah. Your spotlight 
I'm sure they had the best. Some of these probably don't have the best interest, but some of them probably been his homies forever. I'm sure they are. Yeah, but then you got 20 people to worry about. You got 20 different emotions, 20 different things. Somebody's going to fuck up eventually. Definitely. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C., the Gaptooth Genius, and I am the host of the STS Podcast. I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Monkey Smog Check and Repair. They're located at 1331 East Truxton Avenue here in Bakersfield, California. They're family-ran, locally-owned, and, man, this shop specializes in breaking battery services, oil changes, smog checks, transmission repairs, and we all know Bakersfield's getting hot right now. They also provide AC services and more. And to show the love and appreciation for our listeners here at the STS Podcast, when you mention the STS Podcast during your smog check, they're going to give you $5 off, y'all. That's right, $5 off just before listening to the STS Podcast. Again, big thank you to our sponsor, Monkey Smog Check and Repair, 1331 East Truxton Avenue here in Bakersfield, California. It's, it sucks, man. It's crazy to see that. What sucks to see, too, we're going on this last topic um, we've been discussing a lot. Man, this is a wrestling thing right here. The Ultimate Warrior. Um, what, I haven't seen the AEW one. The A and A, the A and E one. But I did see the um, dark side the dark side of the ring. I thought the Ultimate Warrior is one of the baddest motherfuckers in the world. I was totally wrong. He was because I watched him when I was a kid. I mean, I saw because we used to rent the videos at a video, video city, zone. Video zone, all that shit. On Nile, shout out to the old school shit. <laughs> He would come running out and like shake shit up and like <laughs> I get older I'm like yeah he fucking sucked and now we see it, he was fucking blown the fuck up like he blew up before he even got in the ring dude people used to hate him doing that shit I don't understand he was very was it green he was yeah he very was green green like a mower like. and now you see why and then you don't pay your dues you gotta be in the game 10, 11 dude. if you listen to Arn Anderson he started in Georgia and he shot right up. If, yeah, he fucking, he didn't do the nine years in Georgia. He fucking went to Memphis for six months. Vince got a hold of him. Like, he had to give him, call him the ultimate warrior. And that's why people were so, not jealous, but they're like, well, envious of this shit. Like, how you motherfucker? You didn't, you didn't pay the dues. You didn't, you didn't fucking drive the thousands of miles on the road. Did, you know, travel was different, different back then. You, pay, you gotta pay your dues. What was his first name? The Dingo Warrior. Dingo Warrior. <laughs> yeah, man. And he didn't listen to nobody. They tell him to do something. He would, like, do the complete opposite. And you would think, and that's what, you know, the Ric Flair's of the world, the Steamboats, Hogan's. Even Hogan, he took advice from the people before him. You have to. Hogan even went to a dojo camp, got his fucking leg broken, and still came back because that's how bad he wanted it. And that's when they said, oh, I respect you now. Let's teach you how to work. He didn't want to work. He didn't want to learn the business. (laughs) He didn't want to give back to the business. He didn't want to read Damn. He didn't want to fucking. He didn't want people going over on him because he thought it was a fucking real thing. Like, no, motherfucker, this is a, this is the work. Like, you're gonna have Hogan, to do. Hogan put him over to be the new Hogan. Like that was. And Hogan knew it wasn't it, but Vince was so fucking infatuated with this guy. Like, I don't understand why. And then once they, you know how it is too. Once they get make you the champion, they try to make you a real person for others can relate to you. How do you deal with a man like that? And you see the letters that he wrote? Yeah, I was going to say. What the he fuck? got that letter in the mail and shit. That was cold, man. You're a legend in your own mind. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would break a man down? You're a legend in your own mind. We don't think that anymore. <laughs> and then you think too, man. He was a racist son of a bitch. He oh, hated yeah. queers. Fucking hated 
anything that wasn't this fucking conservative right ideology and shit. And then you find out the people who were funding all his speeches and shit mm-hmm. were the same ones who were funding Charleston, who were fucking from funding Charleston and shit when all these fucking white guys with pigs and shit were going down south. Like, racist mother. And they try to, like, I think the A&E one, they're trying to spin it as a one-time thing. But remember back in the day, I remember this shit. We were, I think these, Dale, this was like sixth grade, seventh grade, watching his YouTube channel before YouTube was the thing. Yeah. On his one warrior nation, this mm-hmm. motherfucker will go off on Hogan. He'll make big ass rants just sitting there. He was a fucking he's being gay and shit. Like yeah, he's that. a bigot, dude. He was a major bigot. He's a mean motherfucker. And just seeing him, remember his workout videos? <gasps> the motherfucker was still in shape at fucking the, his later years. And then he'll bring those like, the younger guys in. Yeah, the younger guys in. He goes, "Oh, you don't want to do it? <laughs> oh, fucking quit! <laughs> I can do it. I'm twice your age." <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Great motivation. Hey, he'll, fuck, like he'll motivate the fuck out of me in the gym. You could tell yeah. he loved that shit. <laughs> well, fuck, well, yeah. It's just sad to see, like... Like, it was wild to see him, like, partner with Sting. And, I mean, like, he was he thought he was better than Sting. Like Sting was... And they always said Sting was willing to listen and learn from the yeah. the previous generations. Ultimate Warrior just wanted that spot. This is my spot. I'm not letting it go. And that's why Sting is still in the game. He didn't know the art of selling. He didn't know the art of giving and taking. He didn't know the art of promos. But then I think, and I hate, is Bruce Pitcher. This is what kind of gets me mad about Bruce Pitcher. You know, I don't even know the fucking people know who that is, but we know. So he says that anybody could have done what the Warrior did, though. You could have put anybody in that makeup and that gear. And I hate to say it, but I disagree. He was unique to the game. He's a legend in my mind because they, you still re- like even Donut says good or bad, you still remember him. Yeah, just like New Jack. New Jack wasn't the greatest wrestler in the fucking world, but what I like about them, like both those fuckers, they did it their own way. Exactly, exactly. But that's against the grain. But that's gonna cost you. And it did. Fifty years old, and they died in their fifties. I don't, I don't know how old he was exactly. I think he was born like a 62, 63. Maybe. Don't quote me. I'll never forget. We watched because we're diehard old school wrestling fans. So when Warrior came back, we're like, fuck, we waited. We never thought it was going to happen. He's like, After all those videos we've seen, we never thought he was going to come back. It's like Jake the Snake. They're like fucking banned from forever. And then that's one of the things. That's when I realized they're, they're right. Never say never in the business because look what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and when he came back, we, I remember we were stuck on that screen the whole time. And then the next day when he went on Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. that speech was the greatest promo I've top 10 in my, in, I ever heard live. He was right. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can't, I used to memorize it too. Like one day one, a man's going to be his final breath. His heart's going to be his final beat. But mm-hmm. his name's going to live on forever because of the legacy. And the fans are going to carry your name. It depends what you're doing here. And next day, I remember I was at fucking, I was sitting next to Emily at Tap College, psych class. And I got the fucking text message or the tweet from Triple H. We're sad to give the news that Ultraman Warrior died today. I'm like, that motherfucker was just on TV last night. It's five hours later. Dog, I fucking, I'm not, and I'm a mark. Everybody knows that. I fucking sat in my car and cried like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> cried, dog. I fucking got out of class and went home. <laughs> drove all the way back. I drove all the way back home from Taft. <laughs> I remember. I still got the motherfuckers' obituary in my room. 
My man be drinking beer and he said, Warrior. Oh, man. Warrior. <laughs> Damn, dude. That was fucking heartbreaking, dude. That was and, and his kids and shit. You see his kids were with them. Yeah, and it's like. some little ass kids. He had young kids, dude. He's an old dad and shit, man. Like, I want to do all that. And then, but then I remember that night, too. He looked rough. That motherfucker yeah, was blown like up. Puffing puffing. He was blown the fuck up. I thought that was him shaking the ring and shit. Like, the motherfucker's heart was fucked. Yeah, dude, it was crazy, man, and it's crazy how A and E switched their schedule because they see this one coming down. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the motherfucker was married twice. I know. His first wife looked genuine, though. Did you get that from her? Yeah. Like she wasn't there to fucking be in the spotlight or mm-hmm. to give dirt. She was really telling the truth and about. She divorced him, like. Yeah, it was she fucking around. Away from everything. Do you even know Brian Pillman's wife was fucking with him back in the day? Melanie was getting around, dog. Skonka. Big old skonka, dog. Look at her now. Oh, man. Yeah. Awesome shit, dude. Forgive me. Hold on. Nah, you want forgiveness, bitch. Yeah, bitch. We ain't doing that. What else? The other Dark Side of the Ring, that Korea one. I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, my fucking God. You know who the other racist motherfucker? Who? Uh, was it Hawk? Or... Uh, it was probably Hawk. Hawk was tough. Was, was rough around the edges. What was the other one? Um, Animal? Okay, maybe it was Hawk. Animal was kind of, I don't think it was Animal. I'm not saying I knew the man personally, Which but. Which still alive? They both died. Remember Animal oh, died? Oh, yeah, they died, huh? Fucking crazy, Which huh? one was it? Because I just watched it yesterday. I forgot what I think one. it was Hawk, because he was in WCW by himself at that time. Because Scorpio, whatever fucking name is. Yeah. What's his name? Was it Black Scorpion? No, bald-headed dude. <sighs> High-flying. Oh, yeah, he was, um, Funk in WWE. Dork, uh, he was, um. But anyway, he was... Co- a, uh, two Cold Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. He told... Because he was mad at Ric Flair about something. And they were over there. And he said something. And then Hawk or whatever. Whoever, whatever. I don't want him to say it. Because I'll get it wrong. But he called him an, uh, the N-word. Mm-hmm. And he fucking went off on him. And the... Uh, Scorpio, dude. What's his name? Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah. He whooped his ass. And all that. And Ty. he was like... And he's like, yeah, I gave him five piece to the mouth and all that. And everyone's like, say what you want. But you got to remember, this guy was battling the hep C or flu-like symptoms and shit. Fuck. If nothing happened to him, he would have fucking killed you in Korea. And Scorpio, he was trying to kill him, like literally kill him in North Korea. Tight. Like he had a knife and everything. He was like, <laughs> that was good. I did hear the spot where Eric Bischoff said he snuck out to go run some miles and shit. Yeah, like, and everyone was watching like, what the fuck are you doing? And yeah. his interpreter or whatever. He was like, damn, I was kind of worried about her. They thought we were going to kill her. Fuck. And he's like, at the end of the day, back-to-back nights, 179,000 people. What the fuck? Vince McMahon will love that. But I did it. <laughs> and then it ended. I was like, oh, that's great. And he's like, they would sit there, 179,000 people. Not one word was being, they didn't make a noise at all. That's fucking scary. And fucking Hawk, wherever, was like yelling at the crowd. I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And and they like they snatched them up in the back in the locker room and shit. Like you can't talk like that. Fuck. They're intercepting phones because he was like, well, "I'm in fucking North Korea. This place sucks." Yeah, they were. Like, they God, were. They fucking tried to arrest them. Yeah, they were. Like, they said that they were all kind of bugged, right? Yeah. I heard that story before. I didn't watch the documentary. They didn't go nowhere by themselves. They played pool in the fucking pool, the white ball. You know when he hit it too hard, it bounces mm-hmm. off. The guy got mad and they fucking came and got the balls and took them away from him. <laughs> took their passports and everything. Like, yeah, they, I heard they took their passports took when their they passports arrived. And then like, 
There's been shit. Um, North Korea's a whole different animal, dude. That's what they're saying. Like, it's a whole different three, thing. Damn, we're going to watch TV, guys. Come on, everybody come to my room. Three channels. That's all they got. And they said the rooms that they went in, he said the dust was like that thick. Because <laughs> nobody, those are the rooms for like tourists and shit. And no nobody's been there like fucking forever. That's tight. That's scary. They said, they said, I haven't watched it, but they said Scott Norton is, that's like the people, they, they love watching him. Remember Scott Norton? He was in the NWO. But he was he became a legend in fucking Japan after the fact. I think he's on there. Scott Norton. He's a little hefty guy, goatee. He was like a biker. Okay. Yeah. And then the other guy, the Chinese dude. Oh, um, I know exactly the Ultimate Warriors or Ultimate Dragons uh yeah. manager. Um he was a He was the kind of middleman with that, right? And another guy, he was like, was it him or somebody else? He was like, they killed him in Japan because he was like, he was repping Japanese and all that. But they found out he was for fucking North Korea, so the yakuza killed him. But and because of that, because he was the guy, he came up under who he was training, whatever. They loved him for that. So when he came out to wrestle with fucking Ric Flair and all that, mm-hmm. everybody's cheering him on because he's like, it's North Korea. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. think of his fucking name though, dude. What the hell is Ultimate Dragon? I just watched name? Watch yesterday. I don't know. What I need to watch that for sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> Ric Flair got off that fucking plane on the way back to Japan and kissed the floor. <laughs> Scuffed the shit out of his throat. Throw alligator boots in his $3,000 suit. Hell yeah. That's funny. That's great. What's well, great? King Leo's Pizza's back. Oh, man. We had some King Leo's Pizza. We knew a guy who knew a guy. We knew a guy. We got it before, a week early. We got it a couple of days before everybody else did. How uh, did it feel to have some King Leo's, man? I was so happy. I felt like a kid again, huh? Man. It's crazy I, how I the brain works. I was like, man, I wish my family was here. Like, like the old school ways and shit. How we used to all mob over there. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. Very different setting, but... Very delicious. Same taste, same everything. It's crazy how they stick with the same ingredients, huh? Even the ranch was like... You got the phone. Do I have it? No. Why, what do you need a phone for? Are you going to call King Leo's? <laughs> no, I'm not going to call <laughs> I would love to have it as a sponsor, though. I talked to him. Uh, What's his name? I don't even know his name, but... Cause he was like, hey, uh, what are you doing here? And I was like, uh, came to pick up a pizza. He goes... Uh, nobody's supposed to know that we're open right now. How'd you hear about this? So I was like, oh, know a guy who knows a guy. I don't want to say a name and shit because I don't want to get somebody in trouble. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, how does it look? I was like, man, this is awesome, dude. And we started talking. I was like, hey, by the way, my brother wrote you about doing a podcast a couple of weeks ago. He goes, oh, yeah, Ernie, right? I was like, that's him. And he's like, well, I got a, I got a small window right now because I'm trying to get everything open, but. Like, well, you have an open invitation, so whenever you want to, man. Cool. We would love to have you guys on. Bringing pizza with you, motherfucker. Yeah, those are things that came across that I'm like, I don't think we should do that. What? The whole King Wheels thing. I think we should just stick to being customers and just eating their food. I'll tell you off the record later. And I'll tell you about that. Oh yeah, dude. I don't think that's a good look, and it's not because it's we just don't, we just won't go there. Let's not go there. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's end this on this. 
I was just having this debate the other day. So Facebook yesterday, right? There was this black man who said, do you guys know any black barbers? Because these Mexican motherfuckers don't know how to cut black hair. Why don't Mexicans know how to cut black hair? Something like that. And everybody got a little emotional about it. People felt the wrong way about it. Maybe Mexican men don't know how to cut black hair, right? Mm-hmm. But what if it was me, Virus, that said, Hey, man, y'all know some fucking Mexican barbers? Because these black guys over here, man, they fucking my hair. These black barbers don't know how to cut Mexican hair. When did it come off wrong? To peep, yeah. I think that's horrible, dude. And I was telling the guy, like, bro, when you come off, why couldn't you? could have said that differently because they kind of everybody's feeling about it. Are you new to the guy? No, but I just, you know me, I'm just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I'm just fucking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just trolling. Yeah. But it's. I felt like if I would have put a post like that, my fucking podcast would burn to the ground. Like, every, like they, I don't know. Like, why they is. They got to practice what they preach, too, man. No, definitely. Because everything is racist, I get it, but you can't go around saying things like that. And they always say, oh, why, oh it's only the white people that could be racist. Like, no, we no. all were a little bit racist, to be honest with you. We all could be racist. It doesn't just... Like, even calling them crackers and honkies on that, that's racist. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, we didn't... Or call us wetbacks, or call us beanbags, or spicks, or whatever the fuck they want to call us. I'm not sticking up for them, but... Like, you gotta, you can't be... It has to be, it you had, can't play both sides. Yeah, dude. I felt like there was a little racist on that end. And I get it. Like, white people fucking suck. White Not all of them, but like in American history, like, yeah. they're fucking they're it's, horrible. It's only for them. We live in the world they but created. We don't live in that like. Well, we live in the white world because it's always going to be like I don't care what anybody says. That's never going to change. It's just weird how but I, I you felt. Can't go around acting like I that. didn't get offended, but I could see why people got offended. Like you're I, calling out Mexican barbers and you're saying that. Uh, I didn't think it was different to cut their hair like that. Like I knew what he meant, just because they don't know how to go against the with. They don't know how to go with the waves and all that shit. They're going against it. What fucks up their hair? I asked so, the what's his, what's his new ass? So I asked the one because I wanted to know if it was really if there was a difference in cutting the Mexican because there is no difference. It, it's all in the barber it depends on how much time he has and how much skill he has and patience yeah exactly because a head is a head I was like oh okay yeah so I just felt like that was a little wrong man like why do you like that because I felt like if I would have said I would have came off as a racist schmuck everything I worked for down the drain you know what I mean at least reputation wise so it was just weird dude. weird times around the field man be nice to everybody yo god damn nice but um, we're going to be nice to y'all and end this right here. This is episode 87. This is going to be the audio exclusive. Ernie C. The Gap Tooth Genius. we got our producer, the man behind the mic, Virus C. Loco. Any yeah. shout-outs, Virus? Uh, shout-out to uh, Bakersfield Behavioral Health for uh, getting Virus nice and squeaky clean. Oh, we love and it. And teaching him the new ways of life. Hey, man, we love seeing it, bro. I'm glad yeah. you're sober, healthy, and alive. I'm alive, now. And I hope you guys are alive by the end of this next interview because I know it's a little long. But make sure y'all check out our special guest. I really loved having Eric Huggins on. He's the owner of Night's Watch Private Security. We're going to learn a little bit about security, y'all. 
something different. One of our sponsors from our previous episodes. Check it out. We're going to start that now. We out. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, and I am the host of the STS Podcast here in Bakersfield, California, and I want to give a big thank you to our new sponsor, Pier One Imports. Pier One Imports is a party supply and rental shop. It's so hot out here in the field, y'all. And you know what you need to do for your family, for your kids? You need to rent them a water slide, a jumper rental. Pure One Imports has premium water slides and jumper rentals. And he has weekend specials, y'all. These weekend specials, this is why we're here. If you're a listener of the STS Podcast, and if you mention our podcast, when you book Pure One Imports Friday through Sunday, you're going to get $15 off your rental. Make sure you do that today. That's Pure One Imports on Instagram, P-I-E-R-Y-U-A-N-I-M-P-O-R-T-S. Pure One Imports, the sponsor of the STS Podcast. One. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. We're on episode 87 here of the STS Podcast. I am joined by Eric Huggins. How you doing, bro? What's going on, man? Owner of Night Watts Private Security. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. Bro, I'm glad you joined us today, man. Um, this is something different. Don't. Um, I know Rob came on the other day, but to come on sponsoring and promoting your business to talk about it, we never done that here at the podcast. Oh, that's cool. Raise the bars, man. That's what we're doing, bro. Is this your first podcast? Uh, you know, yeah, it's my first podcast. Cool, man. You know, cool. Instead of listening to them, I've never really been on one. So Definitely, man. Yes. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Um, you know, we've been trying to work this out. You kind of told me, right. like, "Well, we're gonna do this." Yeah. Love that. You, that means you want to be on. So, right. I'm glad you're on, man. I'm glad we're here to put any um put the eyes on the company. Right. Yeah, and cool. something that's a little different too. I never. I don't know how a private security companies um really you know established. So can you kind of give a background on what exactly Night's Watch secu- uh, private security is and how you started that? Uh yeah um I I started doing sec- I've been doing security for the past sixteen years. Mm-hmm. Um you know I tapped into a lot of uh, a lot of the different security aspects. I worked I worked patrol. I've done you know sitting in front of a building mm-hmm. and you know I worked I kind of tried to touch into every single base you know because I knew that one of these days I was going to start my own thing mm-hmm. and I wanted to learn the, some of the policy, you know, take, you know, take some of the policies with, with me that, mm-hmm. I, that I learned from the, you know, from the companies I work for mm-hmm. and kind of make it my own and even just really, uh, you know, change the, change the way people view security. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that sometimes security is viewed as a, you know, sometimes in a negative light, you know, Definitely. unfortunately we got people out there that, <laughs> that, just really, you know, don't take their job too serious, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunately to the public, you know, they see security, um, and you know, when you when you so when you go out there to kind of you know, market your business, market your company, it's a little mm-hmm. bit harder. It's a little bit harder of a of an industry to get in. But um, I know that uh, since two thousand ten, um, security is a, is a three hundred fifty mil- billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that goes from um, you know. You watch the news where every day we're seeing you know crime on the rise mm-hmm. there's always things that are that are um that contribute contributing factors. i was just we think contributes to that right. and i'm sure it is of course the crime we're right trying to pr- protect our businesses i think that we that's what we put on the podcast right protecting private um entries public spaces and even events if we have to do that right, absolutely Definitely. um so you know it's it's really just uh it's, the thing is just like i said we're, we're my my uh Thing is to change the way people view security. Mm-hmm. You know um, how how do they view security and and how they are, um, you know. And so when they see when they see Night's Watch, they say, "Oh, well, those 
you know, those guys take their job too serious, mm-hmm. you know. But my thing is, you should take your job too serious, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I make sure that my I make sure my guys, uh, my staff, make sure that we're um, that we're we're carrying all the protective gear. You know, we're we're wearing a vest. Mm-hmm. Um, we even I even started purchasing body cameras mm-hmm. um, because we're living in this world now where uh, it's either your word versus his. And they can edit it any way they want. Exactly. To. Real fast, are you guys armed security also? We're armed. Okay, yes. so that takes it to the whole a whole right. level. You're putting your life on the line essentially. Exactly. Okay. Um. So, it's to, so the thing is that you know about a little bit my my business. I want to be able to market out to the high crime areas mm-hmm. you know um you know a lot of the jobs i've worked in i've worked in high crime areas and it's so it's it's very uh it's very easy for me to you know to to go to a property and deal with a problem property and you know um basically just change the environment mm-hmm. you know um you know for instance where i'm doing uh, i'm doing one i'm doing a home association mm-hmm. and, and they never had security ever mm-hmm. um and uh, I, I kept calling them and saying, hey, you guys need security, you guys need security. They kept telling me, no, we don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then one day I get the call and they say, hey, we, we need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, you know, within the past six months since we've been there, um, things have completely changed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we recovered 16 stolen vehicles oh, man. from the property. Definitely. Um, there's not as much activity anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when we get there, you can start seeing everyone going inside of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's, that's, de- that's because it's dedicated hard work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not, we're not just sitting there just driving around and mm-hmm. scratching our nose and, mm-hmm. and just letting everybody just, you know, just, just, just kind of watching just, you guys do your thing. Right. Especially absolutely. once against, especially with these home associates, I'm sure there's rules that are established. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely. So the hard part is, is changing that behavior because they, sometimes I think they forget that they live in a uh, home association mm-hmm. because there's so many policies that, are just they're not being used anymore so mm-hmm. we're trying to we're trying to reinvent those policies and, mm-hmm. and put them back into place and just make the you know like i said continue to clean the property up mm-hmm. um you know a lot of things that i market out to is i market out to a lot of the, the homeless communities you know mm-hmm. where's where are they where are these businesses impacted by mm-hmm. you know a lot of it you know we're rising when it well you know rising in the, in the homeless population mm-hmm. and um a lot of people don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they see a homeless guy and they just say, "Hey, get out of here." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're we're not we're not uh, we're not trained. You know, psychologists. I can't sit there and go into their mind. Definitely. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but dealing with the homeless for so long, you know, I I've, I've kind of learned how to learn how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you do really have to just sit there and talk to them. Say, mm-hmm. "Hey, do me a favor, man. You're a nice guy. <laughs> Can have you on the property." Yeah. You know, so um, you know, we. We, we service parts of the downtown area, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that I would like to do in the future is, is I really like to, um, you know, service more businesses downtown that are being affected by the homeless, mm-hmm. the vandalisms, the theft, the crime, and mm-hmm. just really just, in a sense, kind of just showcase my work, you mm-hmm. know, just say, you know what, I, I, I love what I do, um, and I think that's, that's what makes a good business is if you love what you're doing exactly you're just doing it just to just to do it say oh i want to do my own thing go through the motions you know go through the motions mm-hmm. then it, it, it may work you know but uh but the type of class that you're putting into it mm-hmm. and, and the type of uh um the type of stuff you're marking you stuff for the business that you're trying to market out to mm-hmm. you're just doing it just for a paycheck definitely you know? um i don't do i don't do work for a paycheck and that's kind of like a short term a short a short term thing Think of the long term. Yeah, you have to keep passion. You have to stay on top of your business. Right. You gotta be put your stamp of your your name has to mean something, right? Right, absolutely. Definitely. 
And, you know, sometimes, I mean, I have, I mean, we all have our days. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have to, and I have to, when I go back, when I put my clothes on, I go back to work. And, and uh, you know, we respond to a, a theft or a, someone, tired, you know, attempting to break a glass. That's when it all kind of comes back. It says, oh, man, yeah, mm-hmm. this, is, this is why I'm doing this mm-hmm. work. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's just, it's just having, having just that passion for the, for the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also taking, you know, also looking at some of the businesses and seeing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and saying, okay, what can I do to change this? Exactly. You know, how can I make, how can I make uh, my business better? Mm-hmm. That way I can go after those, you know, those, those uh, bigger uh, clients. Yeah. Or, There's uh, always that next level. Absolutely. That's like the main, that's like our biggest thing right now on the podcast. How do we take things to the next level? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And we, we got to call a spade a spade. Homelessness is on the rise right now. Uh, Drugs are on the rise right now. Um, des- desperate, you know, desperate times cause for desperate measures. So robberies, theft, car theft, those things are all on the rise right now. Especially on this side of town, downtown. Right. How many? I know, and I'm sure you know how many business owners are like, we're not gonna do, we're not gonna have our business here downtown anymore. No one's taking care of what we what we want. We're getting our businesses broken into. We got loitering is a big thing right now. It's been, I say it all the time. I'm sure you do too. That's something I think that does need to be cleaned up. I'm not saying these people are bad people, but is it interrupting our business and our customers? I think it's a little nuisance to some people, right? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, you know, after, you know, the pandemic, when the pandemic happened, Mm -hmm. um, we serviced uh, parts of downtown. And Mm -hmm. so what kind of, kind of a little bit what we did to help some of the businesses out. But we'd pass by, and if we'd see, like, uh, we, you know, we'd start seeing homeless camps set up in front of the businesses that are shut down. Mm-hmm. So what we were doing was we were actually just, we were, we were redirecting, I guess we, we can say redirecting them. Mm-hmm. You know, redirecting them to, hey, sorry, can't be here. Um, and, then, and then I just, and I realized, I said, you know what, all I'm doing is kicking them out. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, you know, you're kicking them out, hey, get out of here. Or you get into a verbal argument with the guy. Or you have to physically remove him from, from you know, the property because mm-hmm. he's refusing to leave. Um, then I started realizing. I said, you know what? Maybe, maybe there's maybe they need a uh, if we're, instead of us redirecting them, we need to redirect them to some sort of uh, um, homeless shelter mm-hmm. or um, or other programs that which are they're popping to, up all over town now. Right. I think this is not just the one on Trucks or the Mission anymore. We have a couple here on Brundage. I think they want to open one on Q Street. Third, right. the city is trying to do the due diligence. Yeah. I will give them that for sure. Yeah, and and. So you do have you do have those a few, I'm gonna say a few crowds out there that, mm-hmm. that really do want to get help, mm-hmm. um, and the ones that you know we typically deal with, um, you know they don't want to get help. Mm-hmm. And and here's the reason here's the reason being, and this is just this is just by my working with the homeless for so long. I even sat there had conversation with mm-hmm. them, and I said, why don't you guys just you know get some help? They say, uh, well, why do I need help? He says, uh, I have everything I need here. He's like, I panhandle for a couple hours, I make some money. Uh, you know, my, my, my friend, we all, we all share, you know, their heroin, mm-hmm. their supply, thing, definitely their supply. So, uh, when they're, so when people are, you know, are giving them money and, and, uh, other resource, food, mm-hmm. etc. um, that they, their resources are already there. Mm-hmm. So why do they need a homeless shelter? If, mm-hmm. if they already have, sh- they have shelter, they can find a building to sleep under. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the day they can go out there and, um, 
you know, scavenge whatever they can scavenge in that in that particular area because they know the area. And some know? people are oh fine okay with that. Yeah. Kind of living outside of this re- this society that we live in. They're right. the out. They're kind of like the outcast. They're okay with this lifestyle. We're not gonna confine to the rules that we live by. Right. You know, just I guess the laws, taxes. Let's go get the eight to five. Like no, we could we'll survive living outside of your box. Right. And I had a couple conversations with some homeless people. Like why live inside your box? We're controlled. We can do what we want here. With, I don't. I sometimes I envy that. I'm like, damn. You can see the grind. We more grinders. Like, I wish we man. It's kind of easy just to get out the box, man. But if that is a how do I say that? That's a rough lifestyle. I can't imagine ever doing that. Right. And these people have been here for years, living like that, managing to survive. So no, it's crazy though. I I understand 100 percent what you mean. They're so used to it. They don't why they don't see that they need help. I'm okay living the way I live. So. How do we get them out of our businesses, though, and how to, I guess, um, to other places is kind of the question. That's the hard part. Yes, <laughs> and, that's and, the question. And so you can, I mean, I've, I've, I have reports, reports on the self, the same person that we re- evicted from property. Mm-hmm. If he's not on one side of the property, he's on the other side of the property. And we have to continue to have these conversations with him. Mm-hmm. He can't be here, this is not. And mm-hmm. he said, oh, what are you going to do? And they said, what are you going to arrest me? I said, well, no, we're not. No. Because... Never. Uh, it's very hard and there's another thing too this is another thing why private security is so important right now is that there's not enough law enforcement out there to respond to calls mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, we're you know um, especially uh, these COVID times COVID times Even, exactly. I think you've seen the flyer they weren't responding to certain offenses anymore They're, you can make a report and we'll figure it out later but don't call us we're not going to come out for certain crimes right. I think someone wants the looting and lawyering of some people that's yeah we definitely need that so it's uh you know like I said seeing you know seeing you know seeing uh like I said we're we're in an evolving time mm-hmm. we're always we're always evolving everything's evolving it used to be when you're when you're younger you call the police they show up in five minutes mm-hmm. you know but but obviously there's 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 never enough there's never gonna be enough officers for mm-hmm. especially for the city of Bakersfield mm-hmm. because there's it just too much there's too much ground for for each officer to cover mm-hmm. you know everybody's saying oh we're gonna we're gonna hire more law enforcement officers we're gonna hire more law, law enforcement officers that's great but they also need help mm-hmm. and um and that's where private security comes in yeah we can't yeah we can't do a lot of things that uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the officers are you know able to do um you know but we got to have it was we don't know we, we don't call the police mm-hmm. you know um the only time we call the police is to have them trans have someone transported mm-hmm. um you know we've we've uh with, you know the, with the with the training that i've had over the years you know i'm able to i'm able to train my staff to 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 effectively communicate with difficult people mm-hmm. you know uh, i've worked in these these difficult these high crime areas for so long mm-hmm. i've learned how to learn how to talk to them mm-hmm. and you know and and so, so you see some of these private securities i security companies out here and i i, I just kind of listen and, and see what you know how, how are they communicating with mm-hmm. the homeless or how are they communicating with someone that doesn't need to be in the store and, mm-hmm. and the communication is terrible mm-hmm. you know hey get out of here mm-hmm. and um and so if you if i tell you hey get the hell out of here mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna feel in, in a, some in a threatening manner animosity 100 percent so, off the bat so you're so you're so my so the way i'm approaching him one i'm already in uniform so it's already like it's already a, um you know you're, you're being evicted from a property mm-hmm. and i'm in uniform i'm i'm telling you to leave you're, yeah, you're establishing your you have your authority established right. right like you're coming to me definitely so so they look at me like who are you mm-hmm. you know and um 
I said, well, I'm security for the property. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the common thing that we get is, oh, you're just security. You can't do anything. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the companies have really, really gone back and just to just, just basically observe and report, mm-hmm. you know? And I, like I said, we're in a time right now where you, you can't just observe and report, mm-hmm. you know? We no results get done, right? You don't get that. The, 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 the problem's not solved. Mm-hmm. The person's still there. Um, you're, you're, you're sitting there, you're spending more time on a property mm-hmm. waiting for law enforcement to show up. And a lot of times, you know, for those, those little petty crimes, loitering or trespassing, mm-hmm. they don't really show up to them, you know? So, uh, a lot of times, you know, what we do is that, um, sometimes we have to physically remove them from property, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously in a safe manner and when safe to do so, um, you know, we make sure they're off property, whether, mm-hmm. and whether they, and what they do offside of property, that's solely up to them. That, mm-hmm. that becomes the city's problem. But mm-hmm. when we're on private property, we're able to have that authority to, to remove someone from property, um, try to give them, you know, trespass them, um, you know, get a photo, uh, do a field inve- uh, interview with them and mm-hmm. get their names. Um, and if obviously if what we can do, what, the great, the great things that we do is that we continue to do these reports mm-hmm. on an online reporting basis. So if it ever becomes a problem and it and it's an issue where we have to, we do have to make an arrest, we do mm-hmm. have to call for law enforcement. Um, we have all this all this information that's gathered onto one system for this one person, mm-hmm. um, and so it makes so it makes the case a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but even then, we're looking at like so we're looking at times where you know we're not they're not really holding people in very very long so. I was I was gonna say well, how what's the law doing to prevent I think it's a little kind of like a revolving door they're in get checked in do their little overnight bid and then they're out in a week or two right. yeah. and which is great for them too they're getting three hot meals you know somewhere to stay actually a bed to stay in so I get whether I kind of get you know the revolving door yes but you know even then but if it's a trespass or loitering you know law enforcement they won't take them in yeah. you know just there's, there's too much there's there's so many where where this there's so many other high priority crimes that we're that they're responding to mm-hmm. and they can't respond to all of them and mm-hmm. they can't sit there and take every every trespasser to jail mm-hmm. um you know even even i mean uh, this is here's another thing too even um glass breaks if the vandalism mm-hmm. um they don't they don't go to jail mm-hmm. you know um they, they they just say get out of here mm-hmm. get that sleep and uh call call the property manager and let them know that the window got broken and they gotta take care of their own pocket, take I'm sure. at their at their you know at their um at their own expense, mm-hmm. um, and so then the question is, look, then, then then it makes it makes the city of Bakersfield look bad, like the officers aren't doing their job. And mm-hmm. which I mean, essentially they are. They're just they're just certain things that they can't they can't control everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that's where private security comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, private security is is how how and then also how are you responding to these to a lot of these uh, incidents that you're that you're that you're dealing with, and, mm-hmm. and how are you communicating? How is your training? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I think that's that, that's another big part too. Is just how is the training? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you training your officers? Are you going out there physically, going out there, and sitting next to your officer and and just letting him just just work a shift and and if he's evicting someone, uh, you know, you know, just basically see how he communicates with mm-hmm. that person. And obviously, if there's other rooms, if there's rooms for improvement or uh, better ways of uh, effectively uh, communicating, um, then after, that's that's where that that's where that that. Uh, that on-site training becomes coach him up a little bit. So we're so my so my thing is I don't want to be big. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a corporation. I don't want to. I don't want to have a hundred accounts because um, then it takes away the quality. Mm-hmm. It takes away the quality of work. Takes away. Then you start. Then, then you're at the point where you're just hiring anybody, mm-hmm. um, and you don't know the person that you're hiring. You probably never met the guy, mm-hmm. um, and um, 
So it's so you don't have that personal relationship with your staff. Mm-hmm. You just have just you, a supervisor, and and a hundred a hundred security guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's and so that takes away from a lot of the businesses mm-hmm. um, because they're still getting their there's while the officers on site they're still getting their businesses broken into. They're mm-hmm. wondering what are we paying for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times it's you know training. You know, mm-hmm. how are we training? If we're, if we're not training to deal with these certain areas, and is and is that officer fit for that particular area? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we all have diff, we all have different uh, risk levels. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I was involved in a shooting a couple years ago, um, and uh, where I was shot, and I and I've been I worked in some really 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 hardcore mm-hmm. high crime areas, mm-hmm. so it's easy for me to go and respond to those things. Because I'm, because I, because I'm so used to Been working there. in that and working in that type of environment. Mm-hmm. But to the 18, 19 year old kid that's just first starting off and he's just starting his new job, he's never had a job before, mm-hmm. and he, you, you expect him to go and make, uh, make contact with, uh, with uh, a transient where you don't know where the mind's at. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be, you know, he could be having a good day, he could mm-hmm. be having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that officer gets assaulted, and then now he's off for a couple of days, and now you don't have a guard to replace them mm-hmm. uh, readily mm-hmm. so um so like i said i'm just looking at a lot of these bit a lot of these business aspects and, and just looking to change you know um you know and and also you know um putting foundations through Definitely. foundations down you know we're mm-hmm. being you know being especially being a christian man um you know every night i go out i always gotta pray mm-hmm. you know I, I pray with myself i pray with my guys to make mm-hmm. sure that we're safe mm-hmm. um and uh and then just you know you know, get through, you know, get through our eight to 12 hour shift, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously I, you know, um, offer support if one of the officers having an issue with somebody, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're able to, uh, have someone else go out there and assist that other, um, that other officer. And the great thing about us too, is that, you know, um, we're using, we're using, uh, retired police, under, uh, police vehicles. Okay. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> I put a lot of, a lot of them, Put a big investment in vehicles, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be that guy driving around in a Prius. Definitely not. Or driving around in a in a golf in just in a, you know, just just a small little smart mm-hmm. car. You know, I mean, I get it. it's 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 gas efficient, mm-hmm. absolutely. But mm-hmm. if I show up to your property and I'm going to remove you from your property and Which, I show up, mm-hmm. I show up in just a little four door sedan, mm-hmm. you're gonna look at me and you're gonna you're not gonna take me as serious. Definitely. You know, so. Um, so that's, so that's why I put that investment into, you know, uh, retired police, uh, police interceptors is because we want to be, when we're showing up, we want, it's a more of an aggressive look and mm-hmm. it's, and a lot of times, a lot of times we don't have to make contact with that person because they see us and they said, Oh God, you know, they're here. They know they're, 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 they're going to kick me out anyway. Definitely. So, um, and also just uh, making sure that, uh, all the officers were, were professionally dressed, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, the, they say, Oh, you guys look like cops. You know, good. That's the look I'm going <laughs> the for. What we want, all right? Yes. You know, we're not yes. trying, and, and, our, and our thing is, we're we're not law enforcement officers, um, but we do want to have that. We do want to have that appearance and that approach because mm-hmm. when you when you get when you see an officer walking towards you, mm-hmm. and in his in his uniform, uh, you're like, oh, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And that's the same kind of that's the same kind of reaction we're trying to get out of. Uh, I like to call them my external customers because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are actually they're the reason why that. You know, I'm on their pro- I'm on property, mm-hmm. and the and the client you know did contact contract us. And the reason why you're in business, so absolutely. Definitely. So they're, 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 I call them my external customers. So I got to treat them good too. Mm-hmm. You know, so but we also have to be very firm and assertive, and to know because I already know 
we, we, the same homeless person that you've been seeing for this paint the the last six months, he's not gonna go away, mm-hmm. you know. But at least he knows that when you know when Night's Watch gets there, they get there as soon as the sun hits, we're already out. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Captain G Soul Food. Captain G Soul Food is a restaurant dedicated to the comfort feeling of a great home cooked meal. They're family owned and operated here in Bakersfield, California, and their family recipes have been handed down through the generations, and they keep it original and they keep it local. Captain G Soul Food, they are located at 1201 Chester Avenue in Bakersfield, California. You mentioned the podcast today and you're gonna get 10% off your meal yes 10% off your meal at Captain G soul food mm-hmm. um, and um, and I think another thing too is like also the name people always ask me what's what's you know what's what the, what's what the name yeah I was I, <laughs> I should have asked you that too horrible me nice watch so I had an idea but let me see what you say about that uh, I'm a, I'm an assumption yeah well uh, I took into a I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan uh, but uh they they had uh, um, they had they were the watchers of the wall. You mm-hmm. know, they were watching the wall to make sure the you know the white watchers were you know coming over. So mm-hmm. I had watched that episode. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's 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 cool. They're they're the night's watch, mm-hmm. and um and they they're at night. Okay. <laughs> they're watching. They're watching over there, and then and then so when I, I I ended up listening to a sermon and um and it it really just it really it really touched on me. It's. It was uh, John one John one verse five. Mm-hmm. You know the light uh, the light always shines in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I truly believe that when we're on these properties, we are the light in the um, in these dark properties. Definitely. Um, I don't know how many flashlights I have. I think I got flashlights all over the place. <laughs> and so I mean we're 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 always, you know, because we work in these these dark environments. Mm-hmm. It is it is it is a place for for. Uh, for a crime to you know to, to happen at, at the most, mm-hmm. uh, or for someone to find a place to sleep because it's dark. Definitely. Um, you know, we also do service vacant buildings, mm-hmm. um, so we do get vacant buildings that get broken into a lot. It's freak um, all around here. There's so many vacant buildings. It's scary sometimes. Yeah, like, what and, the hell happened? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I, a lot of times, and, and I know a lot of these. A lot there are a lot of there are investors that buy them, and they don't want to pay money for security. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes you know because, like I said, because I'm so passionate about my work. Um, you know, I, I, sometimes I, I say, you know what, we're, we'll do it for this much. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'll, it's just, we're just going to do a drive around. If the building gets uh, broken into, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll investigate it. We'll walk inside the building and remove the person out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it, cause what happens is, I mean, how many fires, do you, how many vacant building fires did you see? Oh, this, how many squatters did we have in the last couple of years? I think, um, what was that? It was one of those mainstays in business, uh, business owners. She got her burn, her building built, uh, burned down from the vacant building next to her. Yep. I forgot, I forgot what her name is, dude. Horrible of me. But um, was it Tina Marie's? I think it was oh, Tina Marie's, dude. Yeah, I think I tried talking to her a yeah. long time ago. Vacant building next door, squatters are in there, and just call a spade a spade. They were homelessness, doing what they do, and let the whole building on fire. Her whole her whole life's work's gone now. Right. Like I think that's something we needed. That could have been preventable, right? Right. Yeah. Um. I reached out to a lot of these. Uh, I reached out to a lot of these uh, small business owners mm-hmm. that were that were that were that were dealing with the homeless that were getting the windows broken into. We we actually did go out there and 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 just just kind of go and meet them, talk to them, mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm here if you need anything. And mm-hmm. you know, usually the conversation ends with thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. And so. Um, I mean, I get it. You know, we, like I said, when we see security, you know, who are we seeing? 
you know, the security that you normally see, uh, the bigger security companies here, um, and you see the, how they work, and you're like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be in that. I don't want that security. I don't want to pay for that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna pay for that, especially for a small business. So, um, so you know, like I said, we we tried to, we even went out there a couple times. We removed people from that that uh, it was a pallet store mm-hmm. um, that kept getting broken into. So mm-hmm. we we uh, you know we, we removed people out of there a couple times. Um, and then after that, I just felt like I was like, ah, no one's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, no one gets, no one needs us, mm-hmm. you know? So for the building to get burned, for the building to get burned down, it, I mean, it, 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 uh, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, know? man. Um, because we're, we're, you know, we work so hard, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the things that we have. And, you know, I, I was trying to figure out, I was like, well, what, what do they, you know, when they're homeless and what do they do inside the buildings and why are the buildings burning up? Well, I found out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they get cold, they light fires. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times the, they got to survive. A lot of the ones that we deal with are on heroin. Yeah. And, um, typically they, 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 uh, they get high, they fall asleep. Um, and they leave the, they leave the, uh, the fire on Mm -hmm. and the fire just, it starts to escape. And that shit catches so fast. As soon as it catches on fire, they run out. Yeah. And it's cold, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, meth, addicts they just do it they do it for fun yeah um they just start they start playing with lighters they play with fire yeah and, i've seen uh, that <laughs> it's crazy right and they, they just you know i I've, I've seen it i walked inside of a building and i see a guy with the butane cannon going like this against the against the a cardboard i'm like what are you doing they just want to see havoc that's yeah. all they're trying to do he's like oh i'm just bored yeah exactly like, get, get out of here yeah you man. Know? so it's like i said we're we're really um who's that is that me or you that's not me. That's not me either, right? Oh, I think it is me. <laughs> it is you. Yeah, it's it all is. good. Jeez. It's all good, bro. It's all good. This is the wow. SDS podcast. <laughs> um, so. What I wanted to ask real fast, how many offers do you have working under you now and your training with them? How is that different? Like, what's, what's the difference between your company and everybody else? You know what I mean? Right. What uh, makes you different from everybody else? Well, uh, <clears throat> a lot of these, uh, I have four, I have Myself, including four other officers. Beautiful. Um, we're, you know, like I said, we're starting small, um, and like I said, we're we're in the begin. We're I'm still in the beginning phases, mm-hmm. and, and I, I do want to market out to mm-hmm. to uh, to more businesses. But I think what we have right now, I think it's great. Beautiful. Um, and based on the on the training on the training, we we have a comp, we have little conference calls. We do once a week, mm-hmm. or well, I try to do once a week, mm-hmm. but usually like every two weeks or once a month. And I just sit there. We talk about the reports. We talk about how we're, how are we report writing, mm-hmm. um, and sit down and actually guide them in how to report write. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's got you know. I tell them it has to, it has to be a story. Um, a lot of the training is basically just training that I that I've had over the years. Um, you know, it's it's really just being next to them and saying, hey, Kay, when we're walking in properties, this is this is you know this is this is the direction that we're doing mm-hmm. and what we're you know what we're supposed to be doing. So. Um, there is no formal training, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, ha- I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't set a formal training mm-hmm. together. Um, uh, but when it comes to, you know, that's why, that's why I like to have, you know, a smaller, you know, a smaller, I guess, smaller team, some, smaller team Yeah, definitely. because I'm able to spend more time with them. And you so, kind of could establish the standard that you want for your company. Right. Okay. Beautiful. So it's, so it's easy for me to go out there and, and to walk with all my guys and, and then, and then when they work with me long enough, I mean, most of them have been working with me for the past year. Mm-hmm. They know my expectations and it's, and so, um, and if they ever have any questions, they can always say, Hey, I, I have a question and how do I, how do I report this? And, and 
you know, uh, should I report it? Mm -hmm. You know, and I tell everybody report everything. Mm -hmm. You know, if, even if it doesn't even make sense, and even if the client gets the email in the morning and says, "Well, what the heck is this?" At least he knows that we're actually we're actually constantly on you know on everything observing. You know, mm -hmm. um, so a lot of things that I do with my guys is I make sure that we you know I, I do a complete building walkthrough with them, and I make sure that they. I, I throw out you know certain little scenarios mm -hmm. um, so that they're that so that they're that they're observing mm -hmm. you know because at the same time we're we're still observing you know observing and reporting mm -hmm. um, so if we notice that I mean even the small de you know paying attention to small details was is one of my biggest things Definitely. is uh, uh, it could be a small thing it could be a, a small uh, you can you notice that there's a look like someone had been tampering with the with the with the bolt mm -hmm. with, the, with the door and you notice that there's a foot. You know, mm -hmm. mark on the door. Mm -hmm. So it makes me puts two and two together. It makes me say, I'm assuming that someone was trying to get inside. And they make him so most likely will come back and right. try this again. Absolutely, trial so, and error. Yeah. So that you know that so that's those are things that you know I have to I walk with my guys to hey do you see this footprint? Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't here earlier. So you know pay attention to if you start your shift at ten o'clock, um, go back and if you and and do another walk through the building mm -hmm. and if you see something different where you see a footprint that you didn't see before mm -hmm. um, th you know that's at least you gives you it gives you an opportunity to understand what time um, these are happening mm -hmm. um, maybe establish a pattern establish right? a pattern definitely uh, and one of the bigger things too is that um, by you know like by looking at the crime reports you know I know what I know when the crimes are happening mm -hmm. so I know when to really focus on uh, if we have a, if we already have a problem property I know when to focus on that particular business um, from getting broken into. So anytime between, you know, I know it's a kind of large parameter, but from anywhere from three to five, that's when that's where the highest crimes come. That's when businesses get broken into. Mm -hmm. uh, um, that's where robberies occur. Um, is between three and five. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because it's a lot of times uh, it's the it's the time where most people are asleep. Mm -hmm. um, and they're up. And and they're up. They're up, bro. Definitely, they're up. They're up. They're yes. up you know. Um, so that's you know so you know paying attention to understanding the patterns of what, when things ha happen and mm -hmm. also paying attention close attention to your own uh, site mm -hmm. because some some of my sites you know we we start dealing with issues from eight o'clock you know from eight to ten mm -hmm. so then that it gives us an opportunity to better schedule someone from eight to ten when they're having the more the most issues mm -hmm. and if they're having issues between. Uh, 4 and 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. then make sure that the officer is on that particular side of the property between mm -hmm. 4 and 6 a.m. because it's uh, you know just because of the time I mean and I'm not I'm not a psychic or anything but definitely <laughs> it just patterns but, it's, but, it's, it's, but a lot of times I, I, I that's a lot of times when, like, when I've noticed observed crimes um, taking place it's always around those times mm -hmm. you know um, and so just like I said it's just really being able to really understand it and you know um, you know understand you know the you know the, the times that crimes are happening and my thing is, is like I, I contract out to problem properties mm -hmm. you know um the high crime rates I like you know I really do like cleaning up properties mm -hmm. you know it gives me an opportunity to really just kind of pat myself on the back and say man you, you did it mm -hmm. you know you, you you didn't do it all the way but you 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 make it a dent in it bro you, you put a huge dent to, to mm -hmm. where your 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 clients know and your external customer um, they know when you're. They know that you're gonna be there, and they know. They know. Um, they know we are gonna make contact with them. Mm -hmm. You know when. Um, you know when, when it's appropriate to do so, <clears throat> and um, also just really working with law enforcement too. 
Establishing that Establishing repertoire that, too, you know, that, definitely. That relationship, you definitely, know, I have bro. The guys would say, hey, "Man, here's my number. Call me if you ever need anything." But, yeah, you, you need know? that. I think that's a necessary thing you need in your business, yeah, right? Yeah, you need really that relationship with law enforcement, yeah. regardless of the sheriff department, BPD, things of that nature. Yeah. So, and the hard part is too is that um, the BPD, BPD, or I will just let's say law enforcement mm-hmm. in general and security, they're not really work. They're not working together, mm-hmm. you know, in in all the, you know all the time, mm-hmm. you know, because. Law enforcement sees security as that, eh, just security guard. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then security, you know, they're they just they're they're busy calling law enforcement too much. Mm-hmm. You know, oh this guy, he's 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 on property, he won't leave. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so that would that in in our sense, in our opportunity, if if there's a guy that's refusing to leave, we are able to call another unit over there mm-hmm. and remove them from the property, whether we have to whether we have to walk them off, you know, mm-hmm. in a nice way, mm-hmm. or we have to re- physically remove them from property. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but a lot of times it's just, a lot of times just based on how we're dressed, um, just in how we're dressed, we're wearing, we're wearing vests, we have our badges, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we wear our duty belts, mm-hmm. um, just, just by us, just a presence, it doesn't even, re- sometimes doesn't even require us to even make a con- make conversation because mm-hmm. they're already leaving as soon as we get, as soon as we, they see us walking up mm-hmm. towards them. Um, so it's, it's like I said, man, it's a beautiful thing, man. And just like I said, we're just trying to just change the, you know, my, my idea is just to really change how people are viewing security. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you view security? And, and then when you say, you know, I mean, for instance, for you, like, how do you view security? Mm-hmm. When you first, Myself? Yeah. Man, dude, um, I think it's a necessary thing, but sometimes I will be, I will admit I don't take security seriously. If I'm at this concert, I think, oh, I could go around security. What are they going to do, stop me? <laughs> I do think that sometimes, bro, especially when it's the guys who look like they're just getting a check. Yeah. When it's not taking – just you come with a black shirt on and you don't even match. You look like shit, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah Don't respect know? those guys, bro. You know? But if it was somebody with a vest and they have their belt on, they have their logo and – they look like they're they're here to not fuck around. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna respect their authority. Absolutely. Exactly. I want to be completely honest. That's how I look they're at it. Say, in a, in a, if you, and it's a it's a it's a psychological thing. Exactly. You know, um, it's it's a you see someone see someone that you're like, well, that guy takes his job serious. He he might he might kick my ass or he might he might remove me from property. Oh, he's a little more assertive. Like, no, dude, you're not going over there. Try it. You know what right, I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Some guys um, are just kind of like, oh, I just turned a blind eye to the shit. Just say, oh, you're just security, you yeah, know? And exactly. So, so the hard part, the hard part sometimes for us is getting that, getting that respect sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said, you know, because how they view when they when they see us and it says security, mm-hmm. they automatically think of that little kid down the street that mm-hmm. that's driving around in that that little car exactly. that just takes pictures all day. That's all they're doing. You know. Um, so we, like I said, we're the thing is we're very very hands on. Very we're very. Um, we're very just, you. We're very physical. In what mm-hmm. We do. Um, so we're we're not like I said. We don't. I don't spend time driving around. I don't spend time taking pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't spend time you know on the phone with law enforcement all night trying to kick one person out. I said we when we have an issue we handle it. You mm-hmm. know definitely. Um, you know it obviously in the in the way the law requires us to. But you know we, we handle a lot of these situations and we handle it and we got to make sure obviously we make sure we handle it safely. Um, you know if it's. If it's some, if it's someone we've already contacted several times, mm-hmm. and then one one of my officers or myself have already have established that relationship with them, mm-hmm. I don't need to I don't need to have one of my other guys show up to, to remove this guy from property mm-hmm. because we already kind of already have a little we already have a little connection. Mm-hmm. He knows that I'm gonna kick him out and and, the pattern and I know that he's gonna he's gonna give me he's gonna give me some throwback mm-hmm. some blowback from it. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah just like I said man just you know we're really really trying to 
really um, just like change the environment and 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 it really market out to some of those businesses that are that are struggling with those breakings mm-hmm. that are struggling with um, with the, the homeless population. Catalytic convert catalytic converters are huge. That is what man. I didn't think about asking you that. Dude, how big is that right now? It's huge. It's fucking crazy. I've seen yeah. it. Like, I, I have a Nextdoor app. You know, we see all these yeah. apps, these neighborhood watch apps. Cadillac converters or people catching people attempting to try to steal their Cadillac converters. Yeah. Had no idea these things were really worth that much money. And everybody has one, of course, in their whip. Right. That's a big thing right now. It's huge. And, wow. Um, you know what? And I, I slept on Cadillac converters, too. Because I knew that Cadillac, they've always been big. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it was such a small market. You know, just like, eh, they get, you know, they get ripped off. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if someone starts their car in the morning and, and their car sounds like a, you know, like, it's, yeah. it's loud. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and so it started really to really pop up, pop up, pop up, pop up. And I remember I was like, man, I was like, I was, I was talking to these, uh, I was talking to all these little, small little, car dealerships mm-hmm. and say hey you guys need security you guys getting your window i'm thinking about a window broken in mm-hmm. into and but they're getting their catalytic converter stolen um but it, it like i said it wasn't as common as as it is now and um i even you know i've even tapped in and i'm even looking at i'm even looking at the market of, as far as the catalytic converters you know i you know who's stealing them you know how much are they um, worth you know i mean they're worth because worth, what's inside of them is platinum and gold did not know that um platinum and gold i think in the I don't want to be too loud for anyone here, but in the Priuses, there's platinum inside those, mm-hmm. inside those catalytic converters. So what happens is these guys, you know, they walk around these all these canisters in their trunk. Mm-hmm. They they find there's a there's and it's sad. The sad part is that all these recycling, you know, yards, they're taking them. Of course, I was like, who's yeah. taking this in? But if it is, that, know, they're, so they're easy accessible. Yeah, they're, they're they're taking them. They're saying, yeah, I'll take them. Mm-hmm. You know, so so they're so they're turning, they're t- the that. Uh, you know that recycling place they're making like they're making several hundred dollars mm-hmm. you know they're the guy with the catalytic converter he's making about a uh, hundred bucks two hundred dollars mm-hmm. you know you know per mm-hmm. and so and that's where you see that's where that's where the that's where the market's at that's mm-hmm. where the need is that's where you know it used to be copper you know yeah, big yeah. copper used to be a big thing mm-hmm. i used to sit there and and i used to you know we used to make contact with people inside of buildings and then you, you, we, you know we did a we did a search on them and they had a whole pocket full of copper, copper wires, you know. you know, copper wires, just mm-hmm. wires all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then now, and now when I when we go through these vacant buildings that have copper, you know, in, in their in those particular in the piping areas, mm-hmm. they're still there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, sometimes we get a, we someone we get someone some we see we find movement, mm-hmm. you know, things kind of moved around, and so we go back, we look to see if they if they you know dug into the walls and all all the all the uh, you know all the all the copper still there, mm-hmm. you know, because catalytic converters is. Is uh is 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 seriously on the rise and um, you know, I know a couple. I know a guy. I just seen him on like the next drive. He's replaced his three times in the last seven months. I'm like, damn, it's really out. They're really going at that pace. It's crazy how it's, and how easy it is to kind of take it up. You know what you're doing. It's real simple right. to take those things off. I have no idea. I'm not a car guy at all, but I just know those are on the rise. And yeah, I would imagine. Getting security will kind of balance that loss out, though, too. Like, what you're paying in security, you're going to make back in all the damn things, you're, all the Cadillac conversion getting stolen at your car lot. Absolutely. I would think that would be a good business move. Yeah. The, the, the unfortunate part is they don't see that bigger picture, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, and I, I think it's great that people call security when they need it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, we need security. Um, but then again, it's after, okay, we, 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 uh, we get to, we, we handle the issue. And so we're there for another couple months, and then it's like, okay, we don't need you anymore. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, that, and that's, so that's, sometimes that's kind of the, the hard part because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you have a relationship in that particular area. I mean, mm-hmm. you go to the same, like, like, for, like, for instance, if you go to the same gas station every night to fill up, you talk to the clerks and then, you know, everyone knows you. So then you start making, you know, uh, you got like the, the neighbors that, that see you and they mm-hmm. say, well, you guys, you got to do a really good job and mm-hmm. thanks for driving around here at night. And then the client says, hey, we don't need you anymore. Uh, the problem's over. Mm-hmm. And so then after that, it's just like, hey, what do we do now? Hey, no, it's a problem. Um, the problem's going to reoccur again. Yeah. It's like so, they don't see that authority there. Make it run amok. Right. Definitely. And so it's, so it's really a big thing. It's just really, you know, and really finding those clients that, that know that once you, once you do establish that security presence on a property, mm-hmm. um, that they continue to keep it. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, you know, I, I've had a client to say, hey, we don't need you anymore. And so I was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, and within a week later, you know, he's calling me again. He says, "Hey, they broke into my building. Can you can you come over here again?" Uh, and I said, and I tell him, I said, just because, just because the problem is done, that's because we established a security presence. Mm-hmm. I said, when they when when there's when they see don't see us passing by, I said, they look at all the transients and the persons that are looking to, um, you know, looking for that opportunity. They see us. They sit know? there all day waiting. They, they sit. They, they see us. They see us walking. They see mm-hmm. us doing a perimeter check. Mm-hmm. They see what they they see. Okay, they came here three times today. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so they see us, and they see us more than we even do. We sometimes we even see them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so they know when we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they if they the second they find out that we're not they're not servicing that building anymore, then it's it's chaos. Open season. You know, open season, and so that's a big thing. So it's just like continue to continue continue to establish that security presence and I always tell I always tell my clients I said you know what you give me 30 days I'll clean your property up mm-hmm. and a lot of times it, it's less than 30 days but that, yeah, I was like, bitch is way less than it's, that it's less than 30 days you know like my home association um, everyone was parking their cars in a visitor parking area mm-hmm. like it was their own parking lot mm-hmm. you know I said give me 30 days within two weeks we towed three cars and by that <laughs> time everyone already had everyone knew not to park in the visitor parking. You got to establish that. We're not so, here to fuck around. So we got to establish so it's, a, it's big, man. You got to establish security. Yes, you know, yes. There's um, going to be rules here. If you don't follow them, this, you right. have to make examples of people. Right. That's what we got to do in life. Right. Like I coach basketball and shit, too, so I kind of understand exactly. Right. Like, no, dude, this is why we're doing this. If you don't like it, man, let me show you what happens. Right. And, you know, I, yeah. coach, I used to coach, too, and, uh, and the same thing is that everyone knows – you know which coach to go to. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to coach. Uh, I'll go to coach Huggins because he, he's not as strict. You get, well, you get away with shit. You right? know, and you go to the other coach, and he's and he looks at you, and he's like, "Oh, no, no, nah, you're bro. not getting. You're not, your stomach hurts. Let's fine. Let's let's run. Let's run it off. Mm-hmm. You know, let's Definitely. run that. Let's let's run those hot Tito's off that you had earlier Definitely. in practice. Definitely. So, yeah. So as I said, man, it's very interesting. The security. Mm-hmm. It's it's a. Um, you got to look at it as an, too, in a, in a customer service space too. And it's an investment with your property too. Right. I think that's going to, like you said, it's a bigger picture here. We want to establish it, but maintain it right. for a long period of time. Um, real fast with your officers. Do you look for any like background? You know, I know our, my friend Julian has a lot of military. He right. is a, he is a, you know, a military man. He spent four years in the military. Is that what you look for in your officers or uh, what's the background you well, desire to have? A couple of my guys are, uh, they're actually military background. Beautiful. Um, and one of my one one of my other officers, he's actually been with me the longest. Um, I think he's been working with me since he was sixteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to stick him at little hard little events and stuff, mm-hmm. and have him work there. So, um, so all that all those years of experience of working with me, he's you know, it's almost, it's you know, and he and even even seeing how I'm dressed, mm-hmm. he looks at me like that's I'm gonna look like that too, mm-hmm. um, because he he understands that the, the the that the way you look 
is important, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so we're so we're not we're, we're looking for people that really have a passion, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'm looking for you know we're you know we're what I'm looking forward to is you know I always ask them I said what are you what are your what is your passion what do you want to do with your life mm -hmm. and then they say well I just need a job to just to you know just to pretty much pay my bills mm -hmm. I don't I don't need we, we don't need it mm -hmm. because it then creates a liability then we're they're hiring someone that just that just needs a job mm -hmm. and so when you hire that someone needs a job then then that's then there goes your quality of work mm -hmm. um their quality of work starts to go down the officers falling asleep on the job the you know they're um you know the officer's not uh, doing his his checks as often as he's supposed to be mm -hmm. doing uh, or a window got broken into while the officer was on site. Mm -hmm. You know that's huge too. And I said, I said, as long as I've been, as long as I started this business, I have not had anyone break a window, break a break into a vehicle while I'm on site. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I am the host of the STS Podcast. And I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Just Snap It Photo Booth. Just Snap It has the goal of capturing your once in a lifetime moments with your family and friends. Just Snap It is experienced and locally owned here in Bakersfield, California. This mobile photo booth will travel to LA, San Diego, Fresno, and everywhere in between for your big day, your next big event, and for our podcast family. If you mention the STS podcast, when you book Just Snap It Photo Booth, you're going to receive $100 off your total fee. Again, that's $100 off your total fee. Book Just Snap It Photo Booth today at Instagram slash Just Snap It underscore. Just Snap It Photo Booth, proud sponsor of the STS podcast. You know, so if something happens while you're on site, that means you're not paying attention. Something's going on. You're falling asleep. You know? Yeah. And I, trust me, I, I, I work, you know, I work a lot, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I've always been a night owl. Um, so for me to stay, for me to work nights, it's easy, you know, because mm -hmm. like, I'd, I'd be at home doing the same thing too at night. So, um, so that's why we market out. That's, that's why I market myself out to, to uh, really to the, to the nights, mm -hmm. you know. Um, because that's when businesses are most vulnerable, mm -hmm. um, you know, and susceptible to crime. When they're um, vacant. When they're vacant. Yeah, definitely. When they're vacant, unoccupied for the time being, uh, and I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want the to go back to the building. Um, I don't want the tenants coming to a building where there's a bunch of trash in front of their door. Mm -hmm. You know, um, even then too, we we do a lot of we do we pack, we pick up trash. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, when we see trash on, on in front of a tenant site, we pick it up. This is your work. You it's, know, it's yeah. my work. Yes, I said, dude, dude, yes. I said, if you don't pick this trash up, I don't care how I don't care if you need to get a trash bag. I don't care how you got to do it. Get the trash up, and that way the client, the tenant comes in the morning, and she's oh, there's no one, there's no one in front of my building. But mm -hmm. if there is trash, you know, they're kind of like, well, where's security at? Mm -hmm. You know, we're always to blame for every, for every yeah, little yeah. mishap. And so the double-edged uh, sword, right? <laughs> so, so like I said, we pay, we spend a lot, we spend a lot of, I spend a lot of time, um, unpaid time on these properties. Mm -hmm. Um, even even my guys that pay that they spend their unpaid time on properties, and that's because they have a passion for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And because my work, it's it's you, if you fall asleep on my sites, mm -hmm. then then you really you really got that problem because there's it because there we, we I typically we deal with high crime areas mm -hmm. so there's constant traffic flow of traffic mm -hmm. from the time we from the time that we start to the time we leave mm -hmm. there's a flow of traffic all night mm -hmm. you know if it's not a vehicle if it's not a vehicle it's a person mm -hmm. and so um so you so it's hard to, it's hard to sleep on on these on these places mm -hmm. you know there's times where I was like man I didn't take a nap you know and um and then you know, then I see, nice, you know, I see a car that looks, you know, it looks like it's got like you know, plates have been altered, or mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, stolen car, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so after that, then I get riled up, and then mm -hmm. you know, 
it's great. BPD helps me out a lot on these on these vehicles mm-hmm. when I run, when I run the plates. Because uh, I call so much, so I, sometimes I think they get tired of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they, they say, hey, hi, hey, Eric, uh, you know, what, what, what plate are you, you know, look for? It's one, uh, it's a couple of dispatchers know who I, who I am. And that's cool. Oh. They give you access to that information. Yeah. It's vital information in order for you to do your job, right? Definitely. Yeah, and you know what? It isn't, it isn't my job to sit there and investigate stolen vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it helps, it, cle- about, it cleans up the area a lot. Mm-hmm. Because at first, when I first got there... People were using that place as a dump site. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm, I'm from, Pacheco and Union. Mm-hmm. So people were using the the property because because it's so it's so. Uh, um, law enforcement doesn't go in there as much anymore. Mm-hmm. They're starting to go in there more now mm-hmm. since you see all the activity that's going on. Um, but they don't normally show up over there unless they're on a call. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we were getting cars just cars just left. You know, mm-hmm. you can look at them like you can tell. You know, the the whole dash has been taken out. Mm-hmm. You look and the catalytic converter's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, it's it's not it's not my job requirement to go investigate stolen vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does clean the area up a lot, and mm-hmm. so it gives it gives these guys on alert. Dude, this guy, he will run your plates. Mm-hmm. He'll check your car. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then they start getting small. They started getting smarter, you know, mm-hmm. with with the stolen cars. But you know, we're we're always like I said, we're we're always a, one or two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. You Definitely. Know? And, and so, and then also knowing you, you know your customer, your external customer, you know he doesn't have a car. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this guy doing? Exactly. This, what is this guy doing in his Chevy? Mm-hmm. Chevy's one one of the hot, top stolen vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know that there's something fishy about that car. Mm-hmm. So then you just call it in and. Um, it takes two seconds to call and say, hey, is this car stolen? And they say, yeah, it's stolen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the cool part is we get the officers come in. And so, it, like I said, even when the, we have law enforcement presence and security, and when they see me, they said, oh, yeah, he, well, he, he's the reason why they showed up. Mm-hmm. So um, so everyone's usually on their best behavior when they get there. They know the standard that's going to happen. Know? So as soon as 10 o'clock hits or 9 o'clock, you start seeing everyone running around and, and you know, parking their cars. And, mm-hmm. and then uh, you, or you start seeing, sometimes I'll get... You know, I'll get, I'll see those cars that look like they're stolen. Mm-hmm. They'll see me and they'll just take off, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I won't see them again. So, so like I said, we're, um, the properties that we're doing, we have definitely established, you know, um, established, a, a, you know, a presence, mm-hmm. you know, not just a presence where we're just driving around and taking pictures, but a presence where your hands on, your hands on, we're definitely going out there. And a lot of companies out there are not hands-on mm-hmm. you know everyone's afraid to it's it's insurance thing yeah i was like you know? i wasn't that's why i kind of wanted to get into two that since you're armed and tactical unit it sounds like what is what's the what's how's the law work with you guys how do you get your business license to do stuff like that that's a, that's a process i would imagine it's a high responsibility high liability um process you have to go right. through right on the insurance side um you know because i've never been involved in an incident you know um with the business wise, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, they, my insurance is low, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, uh, you know, our vehicle, the vehicle insurance is, I mean, it's, it's high. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but, um, but for, you know, for the liability insurance, um, you know, we're, we, you know, we're, we're carrying, you know, standard million dollar liability insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're actually going to be increased. I'm actually going to, you know, going to be increasing the insurance just, just as a extra, mm-hmm. um, just, just a little extra cushion, but, um, but you know, but even though, um, it doesn't, it never gets to that point where we escalate, where we, everything ever escalates, mm-hmm. you know, we carry tasers, uh, baton, batons, pepper spray, a mm-hmm. firearm, mm-hmm. and never once in a long, it's been a long, long time since I've ever had to pull my fire down, 
firearm out mm-hmm. because I felt like I was I was at an unsafe mm-hmm. disadvantage. Real life's being threatened in one right. way. I've Definitely. never, you know, I've never had to tase someone. I never had to pepper spray someone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's been years since I pepper spray someone. I think the last time I pepper sprayed someone was a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, but no, it's just it really is like I said, it really is your presence. It really mm-hmm. is how you, it really is how you quickly communicate. You know how are you communicating with these people? Mm-hmm. Um, and when they see all that stuff on, you know, it, it is it is a it is a it is a deterrent. Mm-hmm. You know, it is they 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 see all oh, oh this guy oh this guy's got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge deterrent. You know, um, so a lot of times like half this stuff, I'm carrying fifty pounds of stuff. And it, it is it just goes it goes you know back in my closet mm-hmm. you know and then ready to be used again. Mm-hmm. So um so like I said for the for the for the insurance side of it um because we're so small still mm-hmm. and we're still growing um, we're not a corporation mm-hmm. you know I'm sole proprietor you know and it's so the insurance is is a lot cheaper mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have you know a hundred guys walking around with firearms mm-hmm. you know. Um, and even if you know we do have an, an unarmed officer, officer and, but he still carries a vest and he carries a taser, mm-hmm. and he still carries all the stuff you know necessary for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, like it's just it's it's uh, it's to the point where you know people see us and um, it's like it's just just they just see us and they're just like yeah okay yeah cool. But um, but the, for but for the firearms we're just um, you know my insurance has been really low mm-hmm. you know um, thank God and. Um, um, you know, they, my insurance testers really help us out with the, you know, really, really help us, you know, find the, the right, you know, get the right quote mm-hmm. for the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, the hard part is too, is, is, is sometimes getting insured for those high crime areas based on Definitely. the area that you're in too. Mm-hmm. So I know there's always, there's always an increase each time we give them, you know, the area that we're working in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's always a small increase and it's not to the point where it's so, it's to a point where I can't afford it, you know, mm-hmm. or it's too, it's too point where I can, it's too far to the point where I can say, Hey guys, sorry, we, we got to go back to just carrying pepper spray mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to, like I said, we want to change the way people are viewing security and, and um, you know, so, and, and some of this stuff is, is like I said, I guess, look in the park, you know, look mm-hmm. like you like your job, Definitely. you know, um, you know, and so, you know, the, you know, my, my, the staff, they're, you know, they're, they're, they like what they love, they enjoy what they're doing. Definitely. Um, and just finding someone, finding those like-minded people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, individuals out there that, that want to get into security, but they don't know how to start or they don't know the, they don't know the direction to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the kind of people that I, that I love to work with. Um, because it gives, because it's someone that's motivated that wants to learn something. And I, my thing, my big passion is I want to see these guys, I want to see them get into, um, what, you know, when they, they, when they get these tools of learning how to talk to people on the customer service side, um, and even um, even dealing with, uh, I mean, sometimes we're even, we're even counselors, you know, mm-hmm. we turn yeah. into little counselors and yeah. we sit there and talk and talk and listen and listen and listen. Um, and it helps because they can they can easily use this work and transfer over to law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know. So they so they, they so they're doing private security, but that's cool. And but they already have those necessary tools mm-hmm. dealing with difficult people. How do you, how do you respond to difficult people? How to respond to you know, someone saying F you or F that. How yeah. to respond to those things, you mm-hmm. know? Do you ignore it or do you, you know, do you, do, you, do, you, do you take your you take your badge off and say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go fight this guy. Yeah, you know? definitely. I tell everyone, don't take your job too serious. I said, these people, they just don't like you. Mm-hmm. you they know? hate authority. They hate authority, yeah. you know? But yeah. I said, if you take all that stuff off and you walk around, you got to be the best friends, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I've, I've met some really good, some really nice people out there, but 
when I have to put the badge on and have to put the when I have to put the gear on, I'm a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't respond how I would normally respond if I was just like regular and plain clothes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and that's that's because like I said, it's it's my it because it's my work mm-hmm. and um, this this is what their clients pay us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so want to make sure that we're uh, we're using we're using our time effectively and we're, mm-hmm. and we're effectively you know um communicating with people um so it's, it's like i said it's a huge thing for for my for my business because i want i want my guys to grow i want Definitely. them to, to go to corrections or go to law enforcement or or start their own start their own business i was going to actually ask you about that with your business now this is an all-in thing. You're taking a risk and taking a chance on you're betting on yourself essentially, right? When did you first realize this is what I want to do? This is where I want to invest my money in, my time, my energy. Like I mean, you said too, you don't sleep during you sleep you sleep during the day. Right. You're up all night. You're a night owl. You're putting your all into this. When did you first think this idea come to your head? Like, hey, maybe I could start my own private security company something real different this, this isn't like we're opening up a deli on the corner right this is this private security company like when did you get that inspiration um i just i've worked security for so long mm-hmm. i mean i've worked lost i've worked undercover i worked security mm-hmm. uh investigate i was an investigator um we dealt a lot with theft mm-hmm. um, i got back into private security mm-hmm. and um and i said i started but I, I started looking at what i was i started looking at what i was getting paid mm-hmm. you know and I, so Definitely. that's a big thing too um, because I'm on this, I realized I was, I started realizing like, I'm on the same scale of pay than this guy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with the, you know, this guy, I've had more experience than this guy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, uh, gone through more training than this guy has, but we're still getting paid the same, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I said, well, c- can I get a, a dollar raise? Oh, I can, sorry, I can't afford it. Um, and so that's when I realized this, you know what? I'm worth a lot more. I have a big, I have a, you know, my, my my mind is uh, sorry. My mind is I'm I'm even some of the even some of the owners or the the my managers I, I was working under, like my my thought process was was you know I was here and you know they, and they were here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because it wasn't so much for the just because of jobs because I had a passion for mm-hmm. it you know I wasn't doing it just to do it mm-hmm. you know obviously we're you know we're um we're we're in the business we're all in the business to make money exactly um, and I think I think. Uh, strongly believe that you should get paid for what you do exactly um, and well hopefully well well, well you know, yes um, so you know I, I i took it and i said well why are, why why are these guys making 13 dollars 50 cents mm-hmm. you know it's and uh you know even some of the certain clubs out there you know i worked there maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. and they're still paying the guards the same thing mm-hmm. you know to deal with that <laughs> drunk drunk <laughs> negligent drunk people dude that, good god you know, and those are the worst ones, you know. But we still, we still, we're. St- I think in the security industry, we're still, we're very under, we're so underpaid. Yeah, I know, imagine um, so. Yes. For 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 a lot of stuff that we do. So, like I said, I, I took like I said, I wanted to I wanted to go out there and I said, you know what, I don't care about the money. I you know I, I'll pay my guys whatever mm-hmm. whatever they're worth. Uh, are you worth sixteen dollars an hour? You know, then then prove you're worth sixteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. And all my guys are worth. You know, are, are worth sixteen, seventeen dollars an hour mm-hmm. just, just by the work they put in, their dedication. Mm-hmm. And if I ever have to call them and say, "Hey, man, can you come in for two hours?" Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 already they're already suited and booted mm-hmm. in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of that's the kind of staff that you know that I want to pay. And that's where that's where I looked at. I was like, I want to hire guys that that have a passion for their work. You know, and and uh, and you know, and have been doing the job for a long time. Mm-hmm. And has and has been getting paid thirteen dollars an hour, mm-hmm. you know, or twelve dollars an hour for the longest. And I said, that's that's not 
you know, not suffice at all for what so, they're doing. The word they're taking the trash out right. essentially, and that's not an easy job to do. Right. Definitely. So I mean, I worked security jobs where I was making eleven dollars an hour. You know. Can you imagine, and, yeah, bro. And uh, I and I and I every day I showed up and I showed up in my vest. I showed up in I I always looked apart. Mm-hmm. I didn't say just because I, I didn't I didn't walk around saying. Oh well, just because I get paid eleven dollars an hour, I'm I'm gonna walk around with my shirt tucked out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear my my Converse to work and mm-hmm. a security shirt, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna care about my job. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I still had to, you know, even when I told myself, you know, you you know, you should tell yourself or your parents should tell you, you know, do something that you love doing mm-hmm. that you would will you'd be willing to do it for free. Mm-hmm. If I could do this job for free, I would. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, if, if I didn't have people to pay, but no, if I could do this job, if I could do this job for free, I would. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's where the passion comes in, and that's where the, um, and that's where the dedication and the close attention to detail. That's and it's huge because I feel like a lot of these, I feel like a lot of these these businesses out there mm-hmm. um, are missing something, you know. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm the I'm the piece to the puzzle, but mm-hmm. um, but I'm saying that that we're 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 paying hundreds of thousand dollars to these companies. That they continue to complain about every single day, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, they, the guard he has his shirt untucked, or he's not doing anything. He's they do complain car. about the little things like that, it's bro. A, definitely, little things like it that, is a little you know? things so, like that. Um, even even the simple fact where the you know the guard has his his foot against the against the wall, because now his footprints on that on is on that client's wall, mm-hmm. you know, or smoking a cigarette, you mm-hmm. know, in front of your in front of the business. And mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Just because we're outside doesn't mean we just we just we act like we're on the street. We're mm-hmm. in your uniform. You gotta make sure if you're gonna smoke a cigarette, find find a designated place to mm-hmm. smoke a cigarette. If you want to put your like, kick your foot up, uh, kick your foot up on your own car. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be on their property mm-hmm. because they have to clean it. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I mean, just like little small things like that. In and, and um, you know, we're we're I'm not military, but I like to run the operation like we're military. Mm-hmm. Which is important to have guys who I think who've been in the military, right. especially that they've been under pressure before, they've been under high stress situations. Right. Why wouldn't you guys want? Why wouldn't you want guys like that on your team? Right. Absolutely, definitely. So, and you know, because they're and because they're military background, I can I can literally say, uh, you know, I want you guys to shave your head off. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're saying, yeah, I would do it. You dependable know? too. Dependable. Dependable. One hundred percent. That's a, that's part of the gig. In any gig, we want to show that we're dependable and we could do this. Yeah, and it's hard because you know we're you know. You have businesses and say this that one guard when especially when you're running small mm-hmm. and you have someone that doesn't show up to work and it, it's it puts a huge dent on uh, on on your business mm-hmm. you know um and luckily i have i've been i've been really i've been truly blessed with the guys that i have um and and usually they're we, we all we all have we all we all help each other out mm-hmm. if someone has to be late if someone's late you know we have one of our guys cover you know mm-hmm. for two hours or cover for an hour and then go back home Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I pay them, you know, for four hours of, four hours of work because, mm-hmm. um, just because they, the fact, it takes me 30 minutes to get dressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell everybody, you know, um, when I get some of my, my tenants and they say, oh, we need you right now. I said, I, it's going to take me 30 minutes to get there because for one, mm-hmm. I have to put all my stuff on, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I get those last minute things where, Hey, we need you now, you know, I'm not, sometimes I'm not always readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to that, cause I have, I have a lot of stuff I have to put on, mm-hmm. um, and so that's what, and, you know, and so when, when it comes to the, the gear that we put on, you know, we're, we're sometimes, sometimes the, our, our customer out there, our potential customer says, oh, you guys are expensive. Mm-hmm. That's too much. I said, what, what is your building? My thing is, what is your building worth? Mm-hmm. You know, is your building, is your building not worth, uh, not worth that, 
with what what I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. I said, and for me to, like I said, for me and my guys to put on our to put on our uniform and to properly look, look properly uh, dressed to show up to that client site. It it, it is it is a uh, um, we're not platinum security or anything like mm-hmm. that. We're not like the gold. We're not like the gold membership. Mm-hmm. We're we're just we're just people that. Um, we're just a, a, a company that just really passionate about what we do, mm-hmm. and so that's a, so that's so that's the important part, you know. Just yes, really, and it, cause you can you can tell you can tell in our work too is, you know when, when there's we don't I don't get calls as much during the day anymore. Mm-hmm. I basically, calls all the time. Oh, there you know someone's here, um, from some from some of the tenants, mm-hmm. and we don't get calls anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that and that that means, that means I'm doing something. Definitely, you know. Um, so, like I said, even though I'm doing with in high crime areas, um, you know, we're, we're, we really put a, really put a dip on a lot of these. That's beautiful. You know, and so I, I think my thing is, you know, setting the standard, you know, mm-hmm. um, changing the way people view security. That's my big thing. Mm-hmm. My big thing is changing the way people view security. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, so that's, like I said, it's a, in a you know, it's, we're kind of in a difficult situation. You know, situation right now still kind of like with the you know the rights that happened last year. Mm-hmm. So even even just wearing a uniform period, sometimes it's it's a little difficult. The the, the I guess the climate with regarding climate, law enforcement yeah. is just crazy, dude. Yeah, like, they're 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 so quick to say well whatever they say about but oh but when they need something, who am I calling though? I'm calling law enforcement every time, yeah. no matter what my feelings or what Twitter says. Like yeah. that's just kind of it's a weird time right now. Feel for you guys in law enforcement and security. You guys go through a lot of bullshit, dude, and it's a risk. You guys are all taking every night, man. I'm like, I think that would juice. Like, I, I'm like, dude, don't you worry? He's like, no, I'll be okay. He's always been like that, though. Yeah. That kid has heart, man. I hope yeah. he, I know he's watching this. Juice has heart, <laughs> dude. I will tell. You, I met this kid guy. when I was when he said he was a kid, dude. I love his his cousin's one of my best friends. The kid has so much heart, and he'll he'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. And I'm yeah. sure you know that by now. Like he's a, it's him coming up with this idea of just us collabing. I'm glad we did it, man. And I'm really I'm proud of him. I'm glad you're taking care of him too. I think I'm always kind of worried about that, like. It's my little guy, you know. Yeah, like yeah, he's my—he's younger than me. He's like my little homie, honestly. And right. I seen him go off, graduate high school. See him go off to the military. See him go. He was like one of, when he was out over the, overseas. He was on the podcast. We're just you know shooting the <laughs> yeah. shit, talking. Like I really respect Juice as a man now. Just to see him grow as a sixteen-year-old boy to a man, it's like right. this is crazy. And I'm glad he kind of he got us together. And just you sponsor your podcast, man. It does so much for us too because yeah, yeah, we're trying to establish. We're trying to establish a president too. Like we want to show other podcasts, yo, you could get money off this, but you could still get back to the local community, and we could all eat here. And hopefully, it works. I think it works, dude. Um, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. You see the kind of the end result of all this hard work, man. And I'm, yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad you came on, Eric. I think yeah. it's a good look for your business. It gives a good look for me. We could give a insight to what people don't see with security, and um, I've never had a sponsor come on really tell people what you guys do right yeah it's it's a you know it's it's a hard thing too it's, 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 I'm, I'm still trying to find ways i'm old school you know i'm, mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that's i'll call you mm-hmm. hey you need security mm-hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> and definitely. um and we're 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 living in a weird difficult time too is it's it's uh you have to market yourself now now social media is is a huge outlet yes and um and so you know i'm, I'm still I'm, I'm still young enough to know that mm-hmm. you know that there are there are other other you know other other routes to go mm-hmm. but i've always been that guy that just chop off a business card and say hey you got any security Definitely. um Definitely. but then again i'm just i'm 
you know, there's other security companies out there. They're looking at, oh, just another security guy. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what is this guy going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, is this guy going to fall asleep or is this guy, you know, mm-hmm. this guy's Are we making, is this investment going to be worth it at the end, I think? Right, yeah. And, um, and the thing is, some people don't see security as investment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what they don't realize is that it's a huge tax write-off. Uh, <laughs> I did not know it's that. It's a tax write-off, and it's an insu- it even even lowers your insurance. I did not premiums. know that. Yeah. That's a good. I'm sure that's part of the pitch, also, right? No, I haven't been. I I don't use it as often. As oh, I okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should know, because that's the thing. I don't got the money like that, but people who have the money, they love the tax write-offs. Yeah. They love the lower insurance rates and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, that's beautiful. They, they don't, sometimes they don't realize. They think they're just, you know, they think that they're just. Uh, they're just paying a bunch of money for security, mm-hmm. but realist, realistically, it's a deduction investment. I mean, would you pay for, you know, do you pay, you'd say you're paying your, your, your that security company $5,000 a month, mm-hmm. but you're replacing your window three times a month. Exactly. It's a $500, it's $500 for them to show up and, and put a little, you know, you know, put a the wood, w- the fucking wood pallet on there. Pallet oh on there. God. Yeah. And yeah. then it's going to take them another seven days. And by mm-hmm. that time, man, people are already chipping off on that wood. Mm-hmm. They're going to replace it again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the glass because they're probably you know I think a lot of downtown ones are rock retrofit. Mm-hmm. Then they gotta wait for a window to pop up, mm-hmm. and then you because you, you'll see you'll see like a you'll see a bunch of boards on 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 businesses, and you'll and you'll pass by several times. And, and it looks horrible. Let's be honest. It looks bad. God, it looks horrible. You guys, it looks horrible. You Don't know, do it. it. It tears down your business. It tears down. It uh, if people if if I'm traveling from a from another city and I'm coming down down to. Bakersfield and mm-hmm. I want to go get something to eat or I want to go to a store and I see a busted window and I see this big old giant uh, you know plywood on mm-hmm. top of it. it it may I may not want to it may think twice about going inside I think because I think of, you know if I'm coming from the suburbs you know somewhere I would think oh wow they're gonna rob me if I come if mm-hmm. I come out of the store if I leave my car they're gonna break into my car mm-hmm. you know they're breaking into a window now they're gonna break into my car so now you're losing the sale which you could have had if you just had that security exactly and, and we're balancing it out so it's it's like I said man it's it's a you know um so it's an investment you know we, we all invest we all invest in, in ourselves Definitely. we need shoes we buy shoes mm-hmm. you know and a lot of times you know we gotta buy special shoes and we gotta spend extra money on those mm-hmm. special shoes but if if we're if we decide we're just going to go with the regular shoe, our foot's going to be hurting the whole mm-hmm. time. So, like I said, man, it's investing, you know, um, investing in security. Mm-hmm. And even and even for people that are looking for security, um, you know, even finding that company that that's going to invest their time in, into you and make sure that, that whatever you're looking for. Because there, there are some businesses that don't need us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I, I don't know which ones, but there are businesses out there that don't need us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've, I've, I've sat down on to talking to clients and they said, we need security. I said, okay. What do you guys? What's what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Oh, not, we don't have a problem. It's just we wanna we wanna discount. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's not that's not the reason why I got into the business. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not here to I'm not here to take away from someone else's business mm-hmm. because of a, of a price of a price difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I you know I I told him I said I don't change my prices. Mm-hmm. I said I may not even be cheaper. Mm-hmm. I said and I, I pay a lot of close attention to my work. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just need you to drive around. I said that's not enough. Yeah. For me yeah, for, for for someone to drive around a building and just to take a picture at night, um, even if someone's on property, you know, that's fine. They don't have to get out of the car, that's great. Um, but I like to get out of the car and I like and I like to, you know, make contact with people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I like I said, I'm we, we may not be good for fit for some of these businesses. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we might be too aggressive looking mm-hmm. to where it, 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 it may not fit. You know, um, 
and I know that we're gonna we're gonna I know certain places we're gonna have to we are gonna have to uh, you know not look so tactical like mm-hmm. we're gonna go to world war <laughs> and that's and that's where and that's uh, but that's you know in the future but for the for the places that we have right now it's um, necessary it is necessary um, you know and you know like I said but if they're when you know when, we can, when business continues grows um, we, there are gonna be those sites that we you know we do have to we do have to kind of dress down a little bit mm-hmm. you know but make sure we're still wearing a vest uh, mm-hmm. even if it's a, even if it's a concealed vest but um but still have that presence and not just not look so like we're we're getting ready to go and kick down some doors so. definitely <laughs> how yeah. would a business contact you if they wanted you know just to get a quote just talk business with you and see if they could benefit from your business yeah um my number is uh, they, can, they can call me anytime okay um they can call me. They can find me on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of we started. I'm starting to work on the social media side of it, mm-hmm. but they can they can message me at the uh, um, uh, on uh, Instagram at Night's Watch. Uh, P.S. P.S. Yeah, Night's I Watch got PS. you, my guy. So um, and also if they if you know if they rather just call, because mm-hmm. I'm more of a talker anyway. Six six one eight five nine eight one seven zero. There's really no there's really no bad time to call me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I work nights, I'd still you know get up at a decent time to where I have to still take care of day-to-day Definitely. day-to-day stuff so um but yeah we're like I said we're you know we're um I, I would love to sit down with some of these business owners and or some of these you know potential clients and really just um you know really just sit down with them and just really sh- sh- tell them what we're, how you know tell express how what, you know what how we're different from others mm-hmm. um you know like I said if they want change for a property um, we're, we're, we're the change, you know, <laughs> we're not, Beautiful. Yeah. so that's the big thing too, is be, being, being the change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, you know, being a, um, you know, we're not law enforcement, like I said, but being that extra set of eyes, mm-hmm. you know, um, because we're, you know, we're, I think, you know, Bakersfield is a little bit behind on times. Um, so we're, it, that's the hard part about Bakersfield is I'm not from Bakersfield. So originally, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's change, you mm-hmm. know, um, and fast. It changed fast going. Definitely. You know, you go you, you go to you go to LA and you see, wow, that freeway was done in a week. Mm-hmm. And then you come to Bakersfield and like, well, that freeway's been they've been working on that freeway for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and then you start and then a lot of businesses are starting to get these uh like new uplifts, you know, mm-hmm. these makeovers kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was in Fresno three years ago, and and they had, they had been or six years ago, and they had already been established, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so like I said, just. When we see things here, everything's everything is it's continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big thing is is for everyone to get on board. For everyone, we have to get on board. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we need to be able to move with the you know with the with the ever ending. You mm-hmm. know, with the crime. You mm-hmm. know, the crime rates are going up. Okay, mm-hmm. what are we doing about it? Mm-hmm. We, uh, being proactive. Uh, we're not. We're just kind of just waiting and sitting down. And and um, you know, I'd really like to go and sit down and. At the you know downtown Bakersfield and, and sit there and share some ideas, but um, you know we're 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 just we're too busy you know working focusing on other on other areas, mm-hmm. focusing on oh hiring more law enforcement, hiring more law enforcement. Um, no, we need to hire more security. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know law enforcement it gives them a, it gives an opportunity to, to to go focus on other things, the and serious not focus crimes, on stuff, the petty crimes. Definitely, you know, they're, and they're not going to show up as fast. And mm-hmm. the, the great thing about us is that. You know, once a building gets broken into, or or uh, we respond fast, and 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 we can we can, we can sit on the property. You know, mm-hmm. we can sit on the property until that until that window gets fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so, 
Uh, otherwise, you know, we, we wait for law enforcement. We have an employee sitting there all mm -hmm. night and half the day waiting for an officer to go over and take the report. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, just like I said, just you know, taking some of the work off of them um, and just being able, just being able to to respond to these non. I guess non-threatening crimes, mm -hmm. you know, the petty crimes, the petty crimes. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we do we do petty crimes. But that <laughs> will add up. That but, will add up for you if you don't yeah, have the security. But, it, but it add, it'll continue to add up. And <laughs> yes. it'll, continue to be, it'll continue to be a mark. So, like I said, just the city, we just got, we really just got to start evolving with time. Mm -hmm. um, and private security, whether we like it or not, we need it. You mm -hmm. know, whether whether you just need someone to drive around at night, just keep an eye and watch. Um, cameras can only do so much. Mm, exactly. Um, you know, we have, you know, everyone has cameras now. It's a big thing. Um, but they can do so much. You, you go on, you watch the news, and they have pictures of someone from a, ca a video camera, and you're just like, who's that? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, at least the cool, looks a great thing that we're able to identify some of these people, and mm -hmm. you know, and we're we're not afraid to we're not afraid to contact someone on property and get their name. Mm -hmm. uh, and that way, saves our report. We have, there's ever an incident, we have that person's name and, mm -hmm. and, and information where we can send it up. So yeah, the paper trail really paper established. Trail, yeah. This is what this is what he's, this is his history with this property. Right. Yeah. Definitely, bro. So, um, and then you know, so we like I said, we've, you know, um, me and my staff, we know about it. We know every homeless person downtown. Mm -hmm. You know, we know them by name. Mm -hmm. You know, oh hey, it's Will, or mm -hmm. you know, hey, it's Fred over there, mm -hmm. crazy Fred, crazy Fred. Um, and that's you know, guys have relationships with. Too, mm -hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, they're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we got to find some sort of uh, some sort of meet in the middle thing, Definitely. you know. Um, so, so that's like I said, you know, even you know, being able to really reach out to the external, the, our external customers, because mm -hmm. they are the ones, they are the reasons why we're we're in the, in the yeah. business and growing and growing, right? Definitely, dude. We're nothing so, without the clients. Yeah, nothing without sure. our external customers, man. Definitely, Just, man. You know, keep on breaking that window if you need to, man. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> there's always there's always there's always a need for security, and, that's, mm -hmm. and it's huge, you know. So, like I said, man, we're we're really, um, you know, like I said, just really just praying and, and trusting and believing in God that He's gonna, He's really gonna really, you know, put a mark on this business, you know, mm -hmm. um, and really just, you know, just really give me the, you know, send me to the right people, you know, the definitely. people that really that really do need us that are really struggling. Um, you know, I see I see businesses they struggle in there and they're in tears. They're like, I don't know why this keeps happening in my business, and I want to be able to reach out to some of those businesses and say, you know what, we we're here. Mm -hmm. You know, you need some. You you're tired of getting your door broken into, and you're tired of break, people breaking into your your car. Like we're we're uh, we're here to help. Mm -hmm. You know, um, taking some of the take taking some of the the tactics that LA companies are doing mm -hmm. and, and bringing some of it down over here. You mm -hmm. know, um, which we, we, we do. LA numbers aren't going to be too far off for us. We're growing right. exponentially. It's crazy how, especially when this freeway gets done, everything's going to go up in value. It's every, the more people are going to start coming by the masses, yeah. more than they do now. So, we're we're going to need what you said here. We're going to need some somebody to protect these small businesses. Yeah. Definitely. Even, even then, too, is that you know even tap into residential security. Yes. Um, you know, um, there will be more associations coming pretty soon, yeah. bro. There's gonna be more of them, right? And uh, but even some of the ones that aren't in, in, in uh, an association, mm -hmm. some of them are just like you know, just like your name, this neighborhood here. Mm -hmm. um, say you know, cars are getting broken into every single night, um, and then so they people get tired of it. You know, they they say we're calling the law enforcement, not showing up. You know, and this is now we need someone here now. Um, and so you know, we're I'm tapping into you know some of the you know residential security, mm -hmm. working with some of the you know the uh, um, the homeowners that mm -hmm. they don't that don't live in a home association but would like security to to 
to drive by, you know, a few times a night to, mm -hmm. to really just watch over their, their cars and their businesses. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to companies out in LA and, and Fresno and I'm just really seeing how they're doing it. And he said, how did you guys establish this? And who's, you know, how exactly. is this, you know, how's this kit grouped in? Um, so like I said, we're, we're, like I said, we're like, like the world's evolving. We're, we're still trying to evolve too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we're, that's why we, that's why I make sure my guys carry body cameras, Definitely. you know, because everyone has body cameras. Yeah. It's ne necessary or no. <laughs> so it's necessary. So yes. some of these, some of these conversations I have with people, um, they say, I didn't say that, you know, I'm able to send this, I'm able to send this up to, you know, my, to my clients say, Hey, he said, did you, did you cuss at him? I said, no, I said, we don't, uh, I spoke to him and, and told him that we told his car for this particular reason, mm -hmm. and it has the whole. It, it gives. It has the, the the audio and video of, of how the conversation you know mm -hmm. started and how it ended, and mm -hmm. so they see this and they said, "Oh wow, that's we, we, we see we can we can see visually that you were not the aggressor mm -hmm. that the, the the you know the person that you were you're dealing with was was just out of line." Mm -hmm. So um, this kind of covers my butt. It covers their butt. Um, you know, some of the stuff if it ever needs to get used for court, any of that. Um, yeah, exactly. Because one so, day it's going to do that. It's going to yeah. lead to that eventually. So, yes. Um, so in a lot of security companies, they're not really. I mean, everyone's buying their own personal body, you know, body cams here and mm -hmm. there. But, but security guards, they're not really. You know, the companies are not buying. They're not investing in, in the in these these things, um, as far as uh, you know, um, technology. Mm -hmm. You know, technology is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, body cameras and and that that uh, guard managing software, the, the software that says, that sends, it sends a client alert, hey, so-and-so left, you know, was on site this mm -hmm. time, so-and-so left this site at this time. It, mm -hmm. it keeps us, it keeps us honest. Um, and so the, just in case something happens, it's, mm -hmm. it's we're covering our butt. You Definitely. Know, the client says, hey, we got a window broken into at this time. Um, we can say, well, we had to go put gas in the car, mm -hmm. um, or, or that wasn't our, we didn't start that shift this tonight and we start that shift tomorrow mm -hmm. um so we actually we're coming in later so um but if so little things like that mm -hmm. it says you know it shows like hey you're supposed to be here at eight no we're supposed to be here at 12 today that's our scheduled day mm -hmm. um so like i said just stuff to cover our butts you know just and to really you know you know the client we don't want our i don't want my clients having to call me every sick every second of the day and, hey what happened last night hey what happened last mm -hmm. night um and the great thing is, is that they get emails every day um and so they see everything that happened. Keep them up to date. You know, keep, keep them in a loop. An activity report, everything that happened yesterday. Definitely. Uh, pictures, vehicles towed, vehicles that got violations, um, people that we've removed from properties, um, you know, little things like that. All that stuff gets gets put into a system and it gets sent to the to the clients the next day. So they know exactly that, you know, what happened on your property. Going you know, the extra mile for them, too. I think that is going the extra mile. We it's, need... it's investing. Yes. You know, um, not, not everybody's using... Um, you know the latest technology either so like I said I mean like we're so, so small and and some of the software is just like <laughs> it's expensive man. yeah but, dude I bet my guy I uh, bet but uh, but you know like I said but but I, I I'm doing it as an investment because we want we want our we want our clients to say hey, wow these these guys these guys are professional the report writing is 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 on point they're doing everything that we're, we're asking them to do mm -hmm. you know um, word of mouth is a especially with small businesses we need the word of mouth. And word of mouth is huge. If too. other businesses reach out to your clients, like, hey, how are these guys doing? And they can show them, this is what we, look at these reports. They show us every every right. day. You know, they, they're on it every day. Look at the crime. Look at our, our budget for these windows has gone down because they're not busting our windows anymore. We're, they're taking care of us. Right. They're keeping their word. They're reliable. Right. That's and beautiful. It's there. great, too. We even have, like, 
you know, even the tenants give us, they always, our, our clients, you know, they give us like, um, they give us kudos. Hey man, you guys did an amazing job. Wow, you guys are awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. And then we even have like, we even have, you know, people, the guests that even aren't on the property that mm-hmm. just, that just are near it. And they sit there and they say, you guys are amazing. I'm going to go talk to the, I'm going to go talk to you and let them know you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's just, it's amazing, man. It's, it's amazing that, that, um, that you're just like, I'm just doing my job, yeah, you fine. know, but they, but because there's, it's something that they're not used to seeing, you know, they're not used to seeing security out there walking a whole building, checking every single door, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we got to have, we got security industry got to have it take shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no half assing here at Night's Watch. No, no, because I don't want any, I don't, because I never want any of my, any of my tenants call, any of my clients call me saying, hey, the door was unlocked. Mm-hmm. Like, which and it, which it, it had happened before. We had uh, a door unlocked. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for our close attention to detail and checking all those doors, that door, that build, that building could have got broken into mm-hmm. or well, it was already open. They could have had some serious vandalism, damage, uh, loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had a couple um, Apple uh, laptops in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a doctor's office, so yeah. It's, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a so you know, like I said, it's, it's it's huge. You know, for when you get these small little, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 not a whole. I mean, it, they may think it's not a lot. Like, oh, we're just telling you a good job. But when they when when I get people to say, hey, you guys did an amazing job. It makes it continues to keep me motivated. And just, yeah, just keep on going. Man. That's part so, of the battle too. I think as a business owner, how do we keep this enthusiasm, and motivation right. to keep going to that next level? Right. So you know, it's it's so it's huge. So when we get that, sometimes when I get low or I feel that you know I start feeling like man, you know, I, I'm not getting enough calls or me, you know, like I, I, you know, I need to go out there and search for more business or whatever. And when you get that, when you get that tendency, man, you guys are doing an amazing job. I say, you know what, that's. Cool. You, you know, needed that. You needed that. I was like, that, that, that. That's okay. I can spend more time here. Yeah, definitely. You know, if I don't have anything else better to do, I just go and hang out. And, you know, do this. Uh, check on this property. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sit here for thirty minutes because I have that extra time. Because mm-hmm. I don't have anyone. I don't have another. Uh, you know, I'm over here crying about another uh, client, but mm-hmm. I don't have that client in the middle filling that. You know, filling that that gap, so I can stay on that property for a little longer and mm-hmm. just continue just to really, you know, like keep our presence up there, man. Exactly. You know, Excel at that. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, so um, like I said, you know, I'm I'm, I'm an athlete. You know, um, you know, I I fought in mixed martial arts, um, so you know, I'm I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm, you know, of course. And so my even when you know, when I was fighting, I I made sure that you know I was always always had good cardio. Mm-hmm. You know, I never ever wanted anyone in on the crowds to see me ever look like I was tired mm-hmm. or fatiguing. Mm-hmm. So I made you know so I, so. Even if I was tired, even if I even if I lost or I got beat up, everyone's looking at this. Everyone's looking at me like, "Wow, he he looks, he looks tired." Do it. Yeah. You know, and if everyone, they're looking at my face and they said, "Wow, he's great." And that's exactly the image that I wanted for for you know for Night's Watches, um, is yeah we're small, but and yeah we just we continue to work and work and work and work, mm-hmm. and our, our our work even if we continue to build more, uh you know more more work. It doesn't change. It's not going to change the, you know, the, the way we are. You know, with 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 our other. If we have more properties, it's not going to change the way we are. We're mm-hmm. still going to pay close attention to detail. We have to hire more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are going to pay more close uh, attention to detail, and so that's important. So I, mm-hmm. I don't want that value to ever to ever leave. Yeah, and whenever I feel like whenever I feel like we're just, 
um, um, overcome, you mm-hmm. know, um, and that's when I can take a step back and, and, and go back and, you know, to my office and say, okay, well, well how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of clients and not enough security officers. Um, you know, how do we get that? How do we continue to keep that, that, that high, uh, level of, of, uh, of security that mm-hmm. we're providing for them? So, cause you are the leader essentially too, at the end of the day, this right. is, you are the one they're looking to, to kind of. Um, how do I say? Understand those scenarios. Like, hey, we're right. getting overwhelmed over here. Right. Let's take a step back and let's try to reestablish our strategy. Right. That come. That's that's coming from you. It's like a coach. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You have to round the troops up. That's so beautiful, bro. Round the troops up. So, like I said, you know, um, I, I'm having fun with what I'm doing, man. Beautiful, you bro. Know, I'm I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. You know, um, from start my own business. Does it even know? feel like it's work sometimes? No, man. Dude, that's you a know? beautiful thing about all yeah. this shit, bro. It doesn't feel like it's work. Yeah, and and, and, and the. You know the cra- the crazy thing is too is that sometimes um, you know we go to the gas stations and stuff and so we get out and um, you know they say man you, when you guys show up here you guys it is quiet it gets people start leaving and stuff I'm like that's cool and it, so we're so we're we're I mean we're we're spreading the vibes everywhere Definitely, you know bro. and even then if if and in my, and our big thing too is that when we see a crime being committed even if it's not on our client property like we'll I'll drive over there mm-hmm. you know you know I, I, I saw someone breaking into a, a business on H Street. Uh, a couple months ago, and uh, the guy I could see his leg. He was trying to climb back in, mm-hmm. back, and I grab, I got, I part, I part so fast and grab that dude out <laughs> out the window, and uh, and it, but it wasn't my client. No, it you know, But but it's because of my passion. I don't I don't, I don't like seeing you know um, businesses get taken advantage of, and they're not they're not there to mm-hmm. they're not they're not present. So yeah, it is a it is a it is a huge. Because at the end of the day, they're just like you and I too. They're small business owners just trying to make it. Here yeah. comes somebody. Just some man hoodlum just coming and just fucking it up for them and just yeah. taking from them. It's, no one even likes a thief either, you know what I mean? Oh, gosh, those are the worst people in the world. Like, they're just like us, and we don't want anybody stealing from our plate, so why are we going to let anybody steal from their plate, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, so, so you know, um, so like I said, man, it's, it's, it's like it's just a passion, man. Sometimes, you know, I, I, I wake up, I'm like, man, I do this, I do this. I'll do free. it all over again. You know, I'll do it for free. The grind is a crazy um, thing, dude. You know, the grind's so, a beautiful thing. You know, but like I said, I'm, I'm tired. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm tired a lot of times. I'm tired all the time. You know, I, I have a, you know I have a son I'm raising too. So when you know when um you know I still gotta still gotta you know be a father and I still gotta be able to to work and and mm-hmm. do all that and take care of the day to days. Um. So yeah, it's it's so it's it's a it's it's a huge grind, man. But it's it's a it's rewarding because Very. I wanted to bring something something that. Um, that sets the standard a little higher, mm-hmm. you know, that brings something to, to, to business owners, our properties and, and, um, what do you say? Wow. These guys, mm-hmm. these guys, these guys will, uh, these guys will mess around. They're very physical in what they do. And what the investment. Yeah. And you know, we, we don't have to be bullies. We mm-hmm. don't have to sit there and we don't have to pull any of our, any of our gear out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it never gets to that, you know, Definitely. um, choosy always simple high and by, mm-hmm. you know? So that's uh, that's the that's so that's you know, like I said we're just we're just that's the things that we're that we want to continue to focus on man definitely bro I love it my guy I love that you were able to come on just share that story share what your goals are and what your standard is and kind of just let people know if they do want to clean up their business and save what you know their their life's work and take care of that why they should believe in your in your product and it's a beautiful thing that you came on and did that man yeah you're the first time we've ever done this i think it's gonna be great bro i think it was yeah. a great conversation my guy. <laughs> yeah no it was good for, man. for the first pod my guy i'm glad we we knocked it out man we yeah, knocked it out I'm bro really actually uh you know um 
Yes, great, man. If you ever want to, and again, this is for all my guests. If you want to come back on, you want to keep, you know, spreading the word, you're always more than welcome to come back on, bro. Um, Or if you ever need any expertise in something, man, um, you jump on in. Or maybe there's there's some people out there that have questions. I mean, um, it doesn't have to be necessarily, um, it could be security related or crimes and stuff. And I've, I've, I pay, I pay a lot of close attention to everything that's going on. You know, mm-hmm. I look at the crime rates. I look at, you know, they had mm-hmm. almost 650 crimes, 651 crimes from January to now. Mm-hmm. So visit people, that's from everywhere. That's mm-hmm. from Catholic converters, everything. And Definitely. So it's going from four incidents at night, you know, mm-hmm. but that's evolving theft. And those are the ones that actually get reported the ones mm-hmm. I mean how many other things that there that don't get reported yeah just you know? let them have they, they got lucky and I think they have it we're not gonna oh, waste our time converter. well I'm not gonna call the police because they might they may not show up or just, they're not gonna put it back in you know, like, exactly yeah so, they're not gonna put it back in um, but uh, but for the listeners if you guys do have a deal with a crime or experience crime uh, it is important to report that stuff Definitely. you know um, because it, what it does it sends it sends a like photoshop to to the city it says and it gives them the opportunity to, to go to the government and say, hey, we need more money f- for uh, for training for more police officers, um, just based on crime on the crime reports, you know. Definitely. Um, so so if you guys are if you ever get your car broken into, call it in. Please call I mean, it in. It sounds dumb, you know. It sounds like a waste of time sometimes, but it tells you it it'll it'll uh, what, ha- what will happen is it'll have more officers present in that particular area because then they'll start seeing okay we're having a, there's a trend here mm-hmm, exactly um, so, unfortunately um, we have to be the the guinea pig not the right. guinea pig we gotta be the reason why but right, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's, so, it's part of the game so sometimes so mouths don't get shut you know? exactly I mean, no uh, exactly so you don't say anything it didn't happen mm-hmm. <laughs> how are we gonna get you know our local government to come and help us with that right. too? that's where it starts from right how's our city councilman gonna know like hey this area is really a hot-ridden area of crime, but we don't report it. We need to. They know. They need to know that information. Right. It's vital for our funding. Exactly. Definitely, so bro. That's how. That's how funding. Everyone says we want this. We want that. We want that. Um, everything is 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 involved in its funding. The know? numbers. Look at these numbers. Now look at this. Look at this area. I'm sure this area is pretty. And, and the newspaper does that too. Still, yeah. I think I get the. I think the the crimes by the beat. This area dude is ridiculous, man. Break-ins are. Like I need to put cameras in pretty soon because the break-ins are crazy around here, bro. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's getting pretty bad, man. And we love our Second Amendment rights, we're not, but we're not always home either, right. you know. It's impossible to be home twenty four seven. Right. But that is something that we do worry about now. Now that we have what we have here, it's like, hmm, what if someone does get ballsy one day and say, hey, let's see what we could get out of it. Right. It's yeah. Scary, dude. It's, yeah. a, it's a reality, unfortunately, especially with the what we have going on in the city. Everything's on the rise right now. We have yeah. to worry about our safety. People are bold out there, man. Now, our safety of ourselves but our safety of our property right. I think that sometimes that, that that's I know it's only material things but we work hard for our material things bro right. I'm sure our business owners could see that too they work hard to establish these businesses why wouldn't you want to take care of it and take that put that extra investment right. especially in that watch invest, yeah you know uh, I always tell people you know they got an older car get full coverage yeah well I don't want full coverage <laughs> well I'm just going to get liability it's cheaper yeah that's yeah, cheaper but you could get your car hit you don't have a car, exactly. So you know, I, I always tell people, you know, if you if you got it, pay for the pay the extra mile. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, and, and my, my thing is like I like working with I like working with business owners. You know, mm-hmm. some people just don't have the they don't have um, they don't have the funds to to for security. You know, mm-hmm. or they, they they're they're on a budget. They have a budget for security, and, mm-hmm. and whatever I'm charging is too much or out of their price line. Price line, and my thing is I like working with people. You know, um, 
obviously it's got to be it's got to make sense. But you know, I like I really do like working with people, and I do like helping out. Um, and I and I do like you know if 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 it is if it is a you know my thing, I do I do like to help out. You yeah. know, always negotiable. Like Everything's yeah. negotiable. I Everything's think. negotiable, man. So, um, like I said, it's like I said, I'm. I don't like when I hear stories, horror stories. There's stuff getting broken into. It bugs the heck out of me. You yeah, know? So, um, you know, it's so like because I take that because I take that passion so seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm willing to I'm willing to go to a business and say, you know what, uh, that's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it for this much. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, so it's a big thing, man. So that's we're just trying to trying to get out there. And definitely, bro. Really, just uh, get the word out there, man. Looking to looking for. Uh, I guess the properties that I'm doing right now, they're it's so quiet now. You know, I don't deal with so many problems. Mm-hmm. Something sometimes I just start picking things yeah. that are wrong. Yeah. Oh, uh, trash on fire, trash on the ground, or <laughs> our uh, vehicle parked in the grass. Yeah. Which I know would, would never care about. You no know? one. Like, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, but now I'm starting to find like little things to do. I'm starting to run out of things to do because, like I said, it's like I said, it is amazing that these properties are freaking spotless. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we do still, they still, I mean, they, they're still there. They're still out there, mm-hmm. you know? But when they see us and we got, we got our field, the vehicle lights shining through the property, mm-hmm. they say, dang, it's, it's the guys it. in all black. <laughs> Definitely, bro. You know, so, um, so it, it, so anyway, so we're, like I said, I'm always looking for a new adventure, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, I started from one place, you know, and I worked, uh, you know, I work on, I work typically on a property by myself for, for for thirty days or mm-hmm. a month straight, you know, or thirty days a month straight, um, two months straight if it, if if it requires more attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess I personally spend my whole time, these months, days on property, not taking a day off, on these properties, just seeing what the what the opportunities are, what's the risk, what's the risk level, uh, what time, what's the uh, getting uh, creating the analysis for the for the property, mm-hmm. and the only way that I'm I'm ever gonna find out. What the property needs is if I'm actually working, mm-hmm. you know, and that then it goes in. How many people are out there work? How many security companies are out there working on those properties for that long? To go an extra mile. To go an extra mile. So not many, so, um, bro. So I, I, like I said, I go out there and and um, I go out there and I sit on properties for a month just to see what the opportunities are. That way, if I when I do when I do bring another guy over, mm-hmm. I can say, all right, this guy can be good for this property. This guy would be better fit for that property, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes they're they're not they're not great. Maybe they're not great with with dealing with difficult people. Definitely. Um, and or maybe maybe that particular property has a higher Spanish speaking community. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for me, it's hard for me. Again, <laughs> I mean, you're the leader. You right. kind of have to establish what the strengths and weaknesses right. are of your of your of your team and how you can best utilize those strengths and weaknesses. Right. That's but, that's you know, dope. But then again, that's dope. Then have these bigger companies and they just send people to new to new to new projects mm-hmm. and they don't know that and that, that owner doesn't know the risk level over there is he just looked around he, he walked around the building a couple times before mm-hmm. he started and says yeah yeah we'll do it we'll take it mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll do secure for you guys mm-hmm. um but what's the but like then again but what's the behavior there mm-hmm. is, is there do you have someone that comes in between two and three mm-hmm. to uh that's going to be working there yeah, you know um so just like i said just getting to know the property like uh, getting to know that property and saying like, all right, yeah, this is this property. This is this is the property that needs you know two security guards. You mm-hmm. know, so it's kind of like my own like sense of like risk analysis. I know we you know we typically do it before we get there, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what the risk level is until you, you, get, until you actually you sit and spend some time there and just yeah. like I said, see the patterns, establish any you know the regulars that are coming around right. and see what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So. 
Um, but yeah, so it's it's like I said, man, it's it's been it's quiet now, but it's it's like I feel like I'm like man, all right, look for that next adventure, you're looking for that next step, and all that is is just like a, it's like we're on different levels, you know, we're mm-hmm. you know we're looking, you're trying to get, you know, I'm on level three right now, you yeah. know, I'm trying to get to level four, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I beat the boss, you know, level three, and I I'm on level four now, so yeah. you know, where are we at? Always so, trying to level up. That's always trying that's to level what we're up, trying to establish with the podcast. How are we going to level up? What's next? Right. right. What's next in the menu? So, you got to stay hungry. It's, part, it's yeah. part of being hungry. Yeah. I so, love it, bro. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, man, it's just, it's a, it's a passionate work, man. And, um, like I said, like if anyone ever has any questions on, um, on, you know, any of this crimes and stuff, I pay a lot, pay a lot of attention to what's going on in mm-hmm. you know, my neck of the woods. And, um, so if some people out there, not everybody's out there that really educates themselves on, you know, the opportunities that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even how to protect yourself, um, how to protect your businesses. Definitely. I mean, sometimes, you know, I can, even even sometimes they don't need security, they just need a little consulting. Definitely. You know, um, what, 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 the business, what the business would need. Definitely, and bro. Most importantly. And we'll get the word out for sure on that. I think Absolutely. that's, we need that. And I'm glad that we kind of put that spotlight on Night's Watch Private Security. And I hope they do come and then they make that investment with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, um, bro. Know, it, it never hurts to just have a conversation, just pick my brain a little bit. Yeah, know? inquire. <laughs> See what, what you do. Yeah, so I mean, maybe, maybe like I said, you know, maybe not. Maybe you're not fit for the job, or maybe the, maybe they just need someone to consult with and to 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 help to help them find you know opportunities of their business that maybe mm-hmm. maybe a little weak and they just need a little expertise definitely. on on how to continue to keep their business safe. Definitely, you know. Cameras, is, I guess cameras is a start. But yeah. They start, they start stealing cameras, too. Yeah, there's they, always a way around it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just that's it, man. I yeah. guess. Bro, I I think it's good. I think this is be a good look for you guys, man. I know that's what you wanted, and I think we got it for yeah. sure. Let's get the word out on Night's Watch Private Security. Owner Eric is it Eric Hudgens or Eric Huggins? Yeah, everyone calls me Huggins. It's Huggins. Huggins. See, I knew it too. <laughs> Eric, Huggins, yeah. Eric Huggins. Yeah. Episode eighty-seven. Good my guy, you, thank you, my guy. I appreciate yeah. you coming through. This is R E C. Episode eighty-seven. STS podcast. We out.